Don't you know what our radio is? For? I was like, who is oh, this scruffy not. vagabond? No, that's the first time I met you. Yeah, that's the first time I met you, man. And it was only briefly. We wouldn't really talk and build until after that. And Mega that was, saw you come and go, and he was like, nothing will be the same. <laughs> <laughs> Everything has changed. It was like a trail of smoke. Yo, peace to all. Welcome back to the most beautifulest broadband, hip-hop, and dope culture outlet simulcast in Japan, potentially the world. I am Mega. Yo, what's up? Late this. That's right. And we are the Mega Late Show podcast, the number one hip-hop and dope culture podcast in Japan. And because it's Friday when we're recording, well, no, it's not Friday when we're recording this. Because it's Friday when this comes out, uh, we're going to let you know that next Friday and the following Friday and the Friday after that, we'll also have additional content. Every Friday, we release an episode featuring somebody uh, that is dope, creating art, DJing, doing all types of things, photography, whatever it may be out here in Tokyo. And we even catch those who are coming into town at times. We've had several uh, notable and famous individuals featured on the podcast. Do your Googles. That's right. Check that <laughs> out. And speaking of notable, dope, interesting people within dope culture, I want to go ahead and give a shout out right now to our guest host that is hosting with us today. We first met this individual several years ago, and we have live streamed several of his parties. In fact, we have a recording at a house party that he threw at his house, which we recorded Yo. at so fucking dope yeah i think it's like before episode 27 it wasn't a full episode because it was a party going on but i think it's called i am party with i am jesse so check that out because i am jesse's here hey what's up y'all that's right thank you for dropping through and, and i am jesse before we talk about our guest today can you tell us uh, a little bit about yourself who you are what you do and and how you do it mm, my name is jesse aka i am jesse i'm a dj Although sometimes I'm embarrassed to admit that, as I spoke of before. Uh, but you're super dope, though. So am I? Am I? Am I. Um, I DJ, uh, and I have a agency I'm working on called Tokyo Was Here. I basically do all my events and things like that under that, and represent some artists and things like that. So that's what's yeah. up, man. Uh, we've we've been to several of your parties and we mentioned them here on the podcast. Uh, the Tokyo was here parties are always uh, phenomenally fresh. Do you have anything coming up? Well, um, actually, I just had something on Monday over at Bonobo, um, which was pretty crazy. Uh, packed that. at a gills, all types of music, really fun. Coming up, um, I haven't set a date for the next Tokyo was here party. I will play. The hangout four-year anniversary anniversary party uh, on March sixteenth. Okay, dope. In Koenji, and that party is always nuts and yeah. kind of. I basically call it the animal house, modern day animal house. It's fun. It's, it's like a word up. <laughs> Yo, Sometimes. is is um, Phil leaving? Did I see a post of him saying he's going to Thailand? Uh, no, nah, he'll be he's, he'll, he'll be, be back. He's just traveling. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. He played on Monday. Okay, Mark. Er, Mark I didn't know him. that was your party. Yeah. Yeah, I got like booked by it was it's a it's I can't go too deep into it, but I got booked by a client, and that's why so many people were there. Um, but uh, I heard it was okay. hella like 
Europeans in there. Hella Europeans. The person mm. who booked me was a Russian model, and basically hella Buddhists in there. Okay. Yeah, let's put it that way. It had something to do with that. And it was just totally packed to the gills on a Monday night. Like, we had a great time. It was weird. It was different. Word. Interesting. And, and I like to call you an OG of uh, Tokyo culture out here because you've been out here for so long. How long have you been in Japan? 15 years. Okay. that's. I think anything over 12 years uh, will solidify you as an OG status type of person. Is that 12? Yeah, I, I, I mark it, it at 12. Okay. I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with the Supreme you Mathematics. You got a PR, yeah. Jesse? Uh, what do I... Uh, uh, you mean any, my SNS and stuff like that? Oh, no. I'm a permanent resident. So. Oh, I was wondering what it was too. I was just Puerto going to be Rico, quiet. Until, residence. Yeah, <laughs> I do have permanent residence. Hey, uh, permanent residence. I'm one of the whatever five percent of the gaijin with five percent nation of the goons in the earth here. Right? <laughs> I'm a five percenter. Yo, um, no doubt. Shout out. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. Property owner. Yo, what's the science of today? Oh, I'm what's doing. The, I, what's today's supreme mathematics? Could be worse. Oh, but we're and also you are from New York, so we're happy to have you, my guy. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Thank you. Funny, I met. Richard, though, in Japan, which is okay. wild. Yeah, but anyway. Okay. All right, let's get this introduction. That's right. Let's get this introduction in. And I, I, I'm not going to, like, I, I really don't know all that much about it. I've read an interview. I've seen several things. Um, I've been friends with him on uh, Facebook for quite a while. So I've been kind of Facebook stalking his photography feed and all of these things. And constantly he's sharing, like, uh, what he was doing 10 years ago. And check out this article I was in 20 years ago in some Japanese I'm not publication. Dead, though. That's right. <laughs> I so, ain't dead yet. so man, rumors of his death have been greatly exaggerated. He is young Richard, and and before before I let you speak real quick, I just want to lay out a couple things and see if I'm, I'm I'm a little bit accurate on this. So, you've been in Japan for like two decades, something like this. Yes. Okay. 1999. You have been involved in various subcultures um, of prominence for your whole life. You come from New York. Uh, you you DJ out here. You're a photographer. What else is it that you do? Can, can you give me a little bit of like, you know, let me know what's going on? Okay. Um, I don't do porn. Okay. <laughs> Unfortunate. I, I was. I was trying Greatly to. Greatly exaggerated. Know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I actually, I don't call myself a DJ or a photographer anymore. I just say I'm a free artist because... Mm. Free in, artists? In New York, we, we, don't, we don't say, oh, I do this, I do that. We, we do everything. In Japan, they're like... If you say you're a photographer, you should be a photographer. You shouldn't do music or anything like that. They want you to mm. concentrate on one thing. So I like to say I like to do all yeah. all okay. things. The Japanese are about Open their format concentrations. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do a uh, homepage and I'm going to put my music on it. Like, oh, it's good, it's good. I'm going to put my photography too. And they're like, what? Uh, you want to put your photography and take the DJ off? So it was kind of hard in the beginning, people, <laughs> to to like deal with everything. I'm like, yeah, I want to right. do all of it. So, I do photography, I do music, I I uh, I make music, DJ. I am I I am so interested in finding out more about your journey, your artistic journey, and your life. And we're gonna have a bunch of questions for you regarding those things, and okay. hopefully you can illuminate and elucidate on those things okay. for us. Um, so yeah, we're gonna have that conversation uh, segment in actually just about a minute. I think we're only going to take a break for for what uh, sponsors? Do we have to take a break? No, I mean like let's 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 segue into the sponsor. Ah, uh, okay. The sponsorship uh, segment of the podcast. <laughs> Got to pay the bills. Gonna, yeah, yeah. We're gonna talk about people who are giving us money for being ourselves. Uh, yes. Shout out to our guy Harry. 
of a Harry Sandwich shop, Harry <laughs> Sandwich Company, excuse me, in Harajuku, right off of Takashita Dori, Takashita Street or Road or whatever the fuck. Uh, the best sandwiches in Tokyo, in Kanto, possibly Japan. Uh, I'm pretty confident in my guy I, over I, there. I would uh, agree with that. Um, I'm not sure if he's back from his honeymoon with his lovely wife, Emmo, but a uh, shout out to them. Also, uh, I do an event there called Vibes every last Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, but there might be some changes soon, but I need to discuss that with my guy. So, uh, yeah, come catch some tunes and definitely mm-hmm. get some of the best sandwiches you'll ever have. Yeah, these are phenomenal sandwiches. And, and I always, w- whenever I say that to somebody that's from New York, I kind of got to chill out a little bit because I'm not, I, I've heard about these mythical bodega and deli sandwiches Cats that are going on. That, that you are know what I mean? Some of the 24 hours, you know. Yeah. yeah. Cats is, let's shout out Cats. Yeah. You know, that, that pastrami with that pickle. I lived mm. right across the street from Cats. That right? Yeah. yeah, right there. That's yeah. unhoused. Yeah. Whenever we get New, New York cats in here, they just like, they always <laughs> hit us with like, yo, yeah, we was at that bodega. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? I know. No, you know that rat. That Cali guy isn't talking <laughs> right, over here. Right. <laughs> you know? Oh, it's true. Yeah, he's like, yeah, yo, you know that rat that lives under like a 42nd? Yeah, yeah. Splinter? Yeah, that's the guy. <laughs> Been there for years. But well, I shout out. Not I'm sorry. Not only New York, but like just the fact that the the sandwiches in Japan are so trash. Yeah, trash. trash. You know, like w- the worst thing. I think they they give the appearance as though you're getting a sandwich. Like even the little square bread, triangle cut joints. Like it's like okay, I'm buying this kind of trash sandwich from the convenience store right now because my life is in a shambles. And then when you get that trash sandwich, the food, like the meat and the cheese, are only located in the very front center yeah. of the sandwich, and the rest of it is just bread with maybe a light spread of mayonnaise. Oh, this is man. this is terrible. This is a bad thing. It's heavily relying on this the image. A, you yeah. guys are really severe. Critical. I mean, I mean, and you're not as critical on the sandwiches out here. No, because actually, I make my sandwiches for lunch every oh. day in the morning. Oh, okay, you hear, you hear because I actually, years, man. Okay. yeah, because I actually teach and I don't have time to eat while, oh, I'm, okay. while I'm teaching, so I have to pick on something fast. But yeah, I'd rather make my own sandwich, but it's not that bad if you need a yeah. fix. If I mean, where do you conv- even get like sliced meat out here or anything like that? Are you vegetarian? You gotta buy it at the supermarket and yeah. you gotta cut it yourself. Oh, see, that, I'm not going through that entire process. Like, I like the convenience because it's convenient. <laughs> yeah. so, so, already okay. your sandwich is yes. 20 oh. times full. Yes, yes, of yes, that yes. And you have to sandwich. use the right dressing, you have to use the right mayonnaise, the right like mustard, and then sometimes I put tomatoes. And I use. I use spinach leaf instead of lettuce. It's mm. so good. Yo, this is a there's a wisdom that comes with age that we just haven't figured yes. out yet, late. Yeah. yeah, well, apparently young Richard's got it all figured out in terms of sandwiches. <laughs> no, but if I want to do if I really want to change my job and I yeah. want to do something completely different in Japan, I really want to open my own pizza shop. Oh, mm. okay. Like, like a New York slice? New York. No, like what? Like that shop? What was that shop called? One slice? Slice. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Actually, I wasn't disappointed, but have you guys like sliced the no, place out here? I went there and okay. I had one for the first time, mm-hmm. and I, I was a little. It was okay. It was right. comparable. I mean, it's okay. Comparable, because yeah. you know, in New York, you go to any corner that you can get sliced pizza mm-hmm. anytime, and they all kind of have the same taste. But sometimes yeah. you get a butt pizza. <laughs> yes. But anyway, yeah. but anyway, um, I was disappointed there was no calzone and no Sicilian. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Yo, I haven't had Sicilian in so wow. long. Yeah. Garlic Sic- knots. No, gar- do they have no, garlic, they have garlic knots? knots? They have the garlic yeah. knots. Okay. They don't ha- they have you guys have been to Rocco's? No. Is Rocco's? Where's Rocco's? 
OG. Uh, my guy, our guy, Marvell, who is oh. from uh, Brooklyn. Yeah, Marvell's from Brooklyn. Have you all not met Marvell? Where's OG? Okay, no. uh, it's close right, to here. Right, yeah. No, I actually it's don't know. It's between like here and uh, Itabashi or um, fucking Akabane. It's in Kitaku, I think. Oh, okay. On the Keihin Tohoku line. It's called okay. Ogi? Uh, OG. Uh, o- oh, oh, that's oh, yeah. that station. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it's a New York pizza place. Mm. But Marvel said, oh, this is actually, you know, comparable. Like, it's good. Huh. It's huh. Good New York pizza. Okay. Yeah. Well, and that's coming from a, a cat from Brooklyn, born yeah, and exactly. raised. So, okay. Yeah. Maybe we could take his word as, as gospel. I don't know. Have you guys heard of California Pizza Kitchen? It's no, I'm just kidding, la- man. Yeah, I don't but, fuck around with but that. But I ate no, the no. last time I was in California. Yeah, avocados on the Are shit. Are you to like, California? Yeah. I did. I, yeah, mm-hmm. I got the DJ. I've never been cool. to the West Coast. Sorry. Oh, okay. Never been to the West Coast. Was that like intentional? Were no, you like well, a fucking New York? I mean, yeah. I, everything. Some, some people need. never make it out the Bronx. I was lucky to make it out the Bronx. That's you know? where you grew yeah. up, the Bronx. Yeah, yeah. But people like, we don't mm. go out of boroughs unless we have to go. To get that's a very New York. <laughs> yeah, that's a very New York so thing. Like, I was lucky to make it actually to Manhattan and then make it to Japan. I mean, as a Puerto Rican kid. From the Bronx, I come never, downtown. So I, but then I, could, I couldn't even imagine I was going to go to France and Japan. But I was like, I've never been to the West Coast. Word. I went to Dallas one day for a booking. I went to Toronto one day booking, but never went that far. Word. I mean, this is but, in, the, in the 80s in the Bronx. Like, as a Puerto Rican kid, you got to understand, yeah. everybody around him is not doing what right. he's doing. He's, yeah, but right. the 80s, I was old then. So You were old in the 80s. How no, old no, are no, you? I'm not, saying, I'm not I'm, Okay, no, I'm saying... I was going to school, you know, a little earlier than that. So. I was, yeah, I was a, into the 80s, so okay. I'm not the 80s. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, let's go Let's go right into it, man. So uh, you're, you're from the Bronx. You're Puerto Rican. Yeah. I was born in Brooklyn and grew up in the Bronx. Okay. And I spent my whole life in the Bronx. And then my parents separated, and I started working early, like my last year of high school. And then I was... Riding bicycles and I got hit by a car and oh, I got shit. cash. And okay. I used that money and and then I changed my job and I started doing windows. I did windows for about I did windows for about five years. I don't mean I don't mean like PC stuff. I was doing <laughs> I was doing visual merchandising. Yeah. Okay. Oh word. Yeah, I was doing like dressing mannequins. So you got you got a bunch of money because you got hit by a car. Yeah. Your life, you know who else that happened to? Big pun. But his life went a radically word. different okay, way. But, but it's not a lot. He got all that money and no, just no. ate. It, yeah, but in a rap. <laughs> but it's not. It wasn't a lot of money, but okay, it was enough, right? And then uh, another Bronx Puerto Rican kid. Mm. Yeah. And I used that money to pay for school. I went to a music trade school, okay. and then I, I I started buying equipment, and I started buying camera equipment. And you were same, autom- automatically intrigued by the yeah. arts and shit. Cause my uh, there was some girl in my neighborhood in the Bronx and she was DJing. Now that blew oh, my mind. Shit. I loved to watch girls DJ and mm. that was the biggest thing. So when I became a big DJ, I'd always have a girl that mm. I would be teaching. What year is this? Around? Yeah, I'm curious too. The what, teaching? No. What year did you start like DJing? Um, or, I think or I was high was, school years. It was almost shit. my last year of high school. I had turntables with the rubber band and I was slowing them down with my fingers and mm. I was trying to mix freestyle music. You're going to say you graduated in 89. I can't remember the year I graduated. So don't ask <laughs> me any years. Or, or, any or, exact dates. But 
And this is the 80s, though, yeah? Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I graduated in 92. Okay. okay. Oh, few. maybe 92. I oh, yeah, no, I no. graduated in 92. Yeah, you okay. <laughs> maybe three or four on But anyway, okay, okay. and then, uh, what was I saying? So I, I am Jesse getting... with the facts. The fact checks here, yo. <laughs> I, I started getting You don't into... want to talk numbers, I know. <laughs> no, I feel that. I feel that, man. Like, so... And my brother hooked me up with turntables, so I bought my first turntable, like 1200, real yeah. 1200s. I had like a GLI mixer, it was all knobs, so it was really cool from Chinatown. And then I had big red trunks on my turntables, they were really fresh. And I had to Word. sell all that stuff before I came to Japan. But anyway, mm. I was I was really getting into DJ and I got my first booking and then I was doing more and more bookings and I quit my day job, my Windows job. But the same time I was collecting all these records and equipment, I started collecting cameras, like used cameras, mm. and I was learning to, to, to use them. To work and then, And then I had a dark room, everything. I was doing everything myself. Word. People would come to my house. I would shoot them. They would go home with the contact oh, the shit. same day. Oh, that's what's up, man. And home with the what? The contact sheet the same day. Test. What's like a contact? Contact yeah. sheet. <laughs> photography term. You go to the dark room, and you put the negatives on the, on the paper. And actually, you develop the film first in the dark mm -hmm. room. And then let it dry, and then you put the film on the paper. You know, the ones you look yeah. up against the light, like oh, oh, I like okay. this, this, this. <laughs> and you expose the. F you exp right. This is a slide, but you expose expose the light to the film, and it makes a contact sheet. And it's like a test paper. Mm -hmm. It's got sheet a film like this. Word, and it's got word. the numbers on them, and then it, they pick from there. They circle the one they want, and then you mm -hmm. print that one. Oh, mm. dope. That's okay. how it works. That's a contact so, sheet. So uh, during this era when you first started into DJing, what music were you most intrigued by and what were you wow. listening to? I was so into the, well, actually, okay. Okay, that's too much. We're pouring drinks over here. And okay. uh, I Am Jesse is yes, topping them off. And so I'm Just pouring them. When I, first, drink it, I'm pouring when I was first, this, the first music I was really into was the 70s, was listening to Yes okay. and Ooh. Moody Blues. And mm. then I was, I was listening to like... Um, Prog rock. Like kind of yeah. that stuff. Can. And then I got into 80s music. Okay. But I was collecting freestyle MC5? records. I was collecting collecting freestyle records, right? And then I was into new wave 80s music, industrial okay. music, like Nine Inch Nails, Depeche Mode, and all that stuff. And I was... Is Devo new wave? Yeah. Okay. Mm. So I was mixing all that stuff. Okay. Because I, I was doing gay weddings in the... In the 90s, 80s, mm. I was gay doing weddings. Gay weddings. for real. <laughs> yeah, it was oh, really it was really taboo back then. Okay, right. No, I was a, I was a mobile DJ no, too. I love right. it. That's I, I did I did a couple weddings too. Okay, I had a, a lot of friends that were in the gay community because I was doing windows. I met them through there, and then I started meeting them in the club scene. Are we talking like um, what's what's the name of that? Still like Berg Bergdorf, like those kind no, of windows? No, not that big. But I was on 34th Street, and during mm. Christmas time, we have to go to oh big, shit. Not quite Macy's, but yeah, yeah. You were I did Macy's. Windows. You yeah. did Macy's. Yeah. That's oh, huge, dude. Did. No, but that's for Christmas time. You know, Christmas time you can mm -hmm. get extra work. But you know, I was on 34th Street. I was working for a furrier. It was called Canadian Fur Trappers. There were there was a lot of big fur furriers on mm -hmm. 34th Street okay. in the 90s. Maybe back I would say in the 80s, right? Right. And then little by little they got pushed out because everybody's like, we won't wear fur, fur anymore. Was murder. And then they started doing denim and accessories and stuff. But it was a women's retail store. So I was doing that for five years. Basically, you had like the wild, like beaver skin, like No, 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 no. I was I was just some kid from the Bronx okay. and I was you, meeting you were an art cool, director is what you were. I was basically. meeting cool, mm -hmm. cool people, I mean, you know. Windows mm -hmm. is art directing. Pretty much. And back yeah. then back then the only club I'd I've been to was the world and the palladium. Only once. Palladium. Yes. In wow. the world. And this was like a school night. I remember going to the to the Palladium school night when 
my ex-girlfriend took me. I was like, wow. And they were playing what Sledgehammer yeah. on the main floor. Oh, that's a jam. And they Play had late. No. they had the giant monitors. Mm-hmm. Like they had like twelve TV monitors connected to each other. Wow. And there was two blocks and they're moving, floating. And they had the Keith Herring images jumping from screen to screen and that blew my mind. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I really want to DJ. Like, and so that's when you did like it hits you that you wanted to focus no, more on. No, I always DJing? wanted to DJ, but okay. no no. I didn't focus more. That's the thing though. I didn't focus more on one more than the other. I was trying to do Kinda. both as mm. much as I, as I could. Okay. And I was self-taught for both of them, so I was trying to use both of them to get me connections and stuff. Uh, I hope this isn't jumping ahead too much, but um, I Am Jesse uh, gave me a, a, some information about some of the scenes that you were involved in, some of the things that you've been present for, and maybe perhaps like the most um, well-known is like you had a relationship with Angel Melendez and <laughs> all of these cats, Not a right? relationship. Well, but uh, like a friendship. Yeah, like, I had you know, friends. A, a, like I, you were involved heavily yeah. with that kind of yeah, party yeah. scene. All my friends, we all grew up in the same scene. Like that. Okay. Okay. We all like started off almost the same time, right. and we had a party called the Makeup Room. And a lot of the big people in New York now were from that scene. From that era. Yeah. Can you can you tell us a little bit about that era? That kind of like party scene that was highly queer and um, you know uh, very LGBTQ centric. Uh, uh, even during that time like I'm not too familiar with it but I mean these are stories that um, have been told on like the largest stages like yeah, the party monster was with, with Macaulay Clockin right it was it was very gay but actually I don't think not all of it because it was very ravey too young rave scene mm-hmm. that came from there too it was right before the rave scene actually all the club kid stuff but all the young people there they were all like given drugs and stuff okay. so they became, became I mean they became easy targets okay, and sure. were all of them so maybe they weren't gay or not but but it was it was a very um, open-minded uh, sexually yeah. liberated yeah. so it was very young a lot of kids were going to school a lot of people everyone came from somewhere else to come to New York mm-hmm. and then um, they all started there there was always open bars and mm-hmm. go to the clubs everyone was dressed up and we can go to any club we want if we knew someone mm-hmm. and we would go to a couple clubs at least four like or five clubs l- in one limelight? night limelight limelight the palladium there was a tunnel there's webster hall there you was you used to dj at the tunnel I as well the to, world I played, really n- not the world i did the tunnel on fridays wow and i did uh i did limelight on saturday these are like legendary clubs yes. for people who i did webster hall on friday nights for at least three years wow. and i did the main room on wednesdays it was called queen and because wow. i was doing those parties i was able to open up for nine inch nails and bjork wow Shout i did clive wow, I clive bjork. barker party was it wow. in the place called light wisdom sound Wow, man. I mean, Palladium, the one where like a house would like fall from the ceiling or something? Palladium? No. That's the Wizard of Oz. (laughs) Wait, wait, a house falls from the Palladium? USA USA was a newer club and that was very, very avant garde. And it Mm. had designers. Designers did each room. Like it was really wild. Oh, wow. Maybe it must have been USA. I heard that on some documentary. Uh, I mean, a lot of these designers and a lot of these installations were done by people who are like running Gucci and things like that. And Clyde Barker did installation the limelight. Mm. The guy from, was it from Alien, the guy? What's his name? 
Oh, no, not Clive Barker. The the guy who did Alien. Geiger. Yeah. The artist. Uh, yes. Rip Ridley. Oh, Geiger. Okay. Yeah. He, M he, MD Geiger? Did, he did the entrance of the, the limelight ones. Oh, wow. The ins installation was it, really to cool. To me, it's, it's so interesting because so many... Um, kind of subcultural scenes and movements emerge from this kind of impoverished um, areas of New York. Like the hip hop comes from the Bronx and you were just kind of in the thick of yeah, yeah. all of these emerging remember, cultures. So I remember seeing there was like these little how they throw street parties in the Bronx and that was the first time I saw a girl DJ and she must have been really famous. I don't know who she was in but the, I was in a, a park child, or in on, the street, right on a street party. Yeah. And she was she was really cute, and she was DJing, she was mixing, she was she was scratching and stuff. Wow, little and B girl. She, and she winked at me, and she smiled at me, and maybe I was still like in elementary school. I was oh like, wow! Damn, I want to DJ. <laughs> That's cool, man. <laughs> and okay, and so uh, going back, going back to being a part of this scene. Now, um, you showed me some um, some photo slides uh, earlier when you first came in. Yeah. Can you explain these, uh, where these are from? And like, uh, these, uh, the... actually, this is uh, one I did for for uh, the tunnel. Oh, was it Limelight? But anyway, it was Peter Gation Club, and I knew all these club kids, and they asked. I used to do photos for flyers too, you know. Okay. And they asked me to do this. He was doing a birthday party, and he wanted this girl Jenna Taylor, who was a model back then too her name is genitalia yeah <laughs> that's ill man yeah. yeah and she was supposed to be eating his brains right mm. and th that's my hammer there and wow. my fork and it was in my apartment on Houston in first can i give you that one second yeah. and ironically wow. um we're, we're passing around the the photo slide right now so ironically oh, wow. um something happened where he had an incident with angel and i don't know he this hit him is, with a hammer and i heard about this yeah. this is um what's his name michael michael alig alig you don't want to say his name okay anyways this story this whole story like I, I i heard about it they um they had an altercation and then they hit him with a hammer while they were all on drugs yeah and everybody they, was they dumped his body in yeah, like the so bronx thing, river or something like yeah, that and, terrible and terrible story up in staten island and i was right. living in staten island back right. then okay but anyway it's funny because everyone was so high yeah. and the whole scene was very artistic, but it was very, everybody was tripping though. Sure. And, but there was really serious people too. you know, I was trying to be serious and now a lot of those people are huge designers now or even on TV hosting like sure. RuPaul and I don't, I don't say she was in our scene, but still, you know. Right. That, that kind of emerging energy. Yes, she yes. was definitely a part of that. And you said some of these slides that you have with you today were also used for yep. the film. So party I, Monster. Did this, I did they, this. They recreated the this shots. This was the poster that we did for his birthday party. And it came out. And then when this incident happened, they made a documentary. Mm -hmm. And they used my picture for the documentary. So they contacted me in Japan. I was here in Japan. Already. And like okay. we went to Michael's house and we got the film and we know it's yours. We want your permission to use it. And they mm -hmm. kind of like, we'll give you this money and we'll give them back to you like that. Uh -huh. If I don't take the money, they won't give them back to me. Uh -huh. So anyway, I was like, okay. So they used them for the poster and then they sent them to me. Yeah. Okay, that's the nice. That's good. <laughs> the Macaulay Culkin film was yeah. based on an original yeah, yeah. documentary. Right, a documentary, so, right. And then the, that Macaulay Culkin film, they recreated this picture. Right, which is kind of whack because they kind of it. They fucked it up. I feel like I, I should have got some money for that Probably or credit or something like that. Yeah, it's it's an well, not only story. me, but I mean the the guys yeah. who my friends who styled this, right. this shoot, right? But you know, 
it looks just like this. Right. And it's on my homepage. You can what see this picture and the copy. What a tremendously important thing to be a part of, though. That's really dope that you are just, you know, Yeah, but there. I photographed... You're a part of history, man. Thank you. But I photographed a lot of these kids, and most of them passed away, and most mm. some are still around, and some are really big, and... So I'm really happy to have all those pieces of film still in my possession. And I've, I've spoke about it before, but it's kind of getting, putting the bug back in my brain that I need to do this show. I need to help you produce this show because these, these things need to be shown. You really, that you haven't had those up in like a gallery? You no, no, I've, I showed them. Okay. I've been here 20 years, so okay. I've, I've had shows in Awihara and I had in, in Koenji and... Mm. I had a gallery show in Shinjuku, and okay. but the point is like the young youth culture. Ah, but actually, really you know, into that. Yeah, sure, but they man. won't. They're like, who's that guy? I mean, but that's <laughs> is that a guy or like, girl? It's important. It's important that those type of stories are told. Like uh, B uh, B plus Brian Cross was out here with the photo um, gallery just a couple a uh, couple months ago that I went to. Really small, just hole in the wall type of art gallery. But I mean, I went there to check out and there's just a range of history there that's important to some people. And these stories are important to be told, man. So like, yo, I, I think it's really dope. And, and outside of the podcast, like I don't want to spend too much time on this one facet of your life, but I'd really like to hear more of these type of stories too. Yeah, man. and you know, the thing is actually the, the film and everything, you know, I've kind of brought it to Japan and mm -hmm. had it in like a house it was kind of moldy everything's kind of damp yeah it's, right. it's it's got some wear on it yeah <laughs> so <laughs> that's the thing but actually I think it adds to it yeah because I've been just posting pictures on Instagram and I'm like I don't care if there's a scratch Yo. there or does I mean it's the original film what do you want me to do mm -hmm. I mean I do touch it oh, up no, but still that's, that's part of it for sure yeah, yeah what's the point of me like making it all pretty and like right. using filters and it's stuff but character this right. is the real picture sorry yeah. Yeah. And yo, shout out to you too because I've been seeing some seeing some of your posts on Facebook and man, you'd be like posting women nipples on there and now they don't uh, get pulled and I'm just like, that's art. Yeah. Keep free yeah, the nipple. I like it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, no, I but like it's that. not only women. I mean well, there's just there's, okay. beautiful art. Yeah. But you know, I, I am happy to see like oh it not being pulled. Nobody on your timeline seems to be reporting it because they recognize because that this is art and this is it. not yeah, okay. this is not loose. Well, a lot of them like, oh, I can't believe you put my picture up. Like, oh, but anyway, <laughs> you should tag them, tag them in it no. so we, you know. Actually, I can't find. <laughs> this is the thing. I can't find most of the people, and I've I've been mm. out of touch. With some of my people in New York, so it's kind of hard for me to release stuff without sure. copyright. Mm -hmm. But because I'm in Japan, I'm really wary because okay. I'm really far away. But I don't know, I. I tried to get a lot of people out of con like their drag queens and stuff, but I mm -hmm. came when they came to my house. I'm like, take your no take, makeup, yeah. like really raw and like cigarettes. I was doing a lot of cigarettes and I was mm -hmm. doing like a lot of men dressed like women, women dressed like men, mm -hmm. and they were like kind of black and white. I was using like a medium format camera and kind of really like raw looking. I would play music and give them coffee, like get them really comfortable and then take yeah. photos. And I'd do the pictures that same day. Word. That's dope, man. And you said you've been in Japan for 20 years. Is that like an exact number? Is this year 20 for you? Well, I I think I came in 98 for the first time. Went okay. to Nagoya for three weeks, in Tokyo one week. And then I had so much work doing photography and music, and there was such good buzz, and mm -hmm. I was so happy. I decided to go back to New York and sell everything and relocate. Okay. So, but I'm pretty sure I came in 99. Have you been living in like the Kanto area the whole time? I was living, it's funny because I was living in Yamagata for a while. Okay. For a couple of months. A friend of mine was, I was staying with his family. Word. And 
mostly I was in、uh, in Nakanoku area. I was in Honancho, Nakano, Nakano Shinbashi. I was in、uh, Nakano Sakaiway. And then I was in Fuchu for a long time. And、Fuchu. now I'm in Saitama. Oh, man. Oh. You said that like.、Uh, yes, word. <laughs> Saitama. We don't、word. speak of it. Yeah, no, I, my, my, daughter's ha- my daughter has stalkers, so. It's that shadow area <laughs> Mufasa points to in The Lion King. Okay. And you,、uh, you, your children are half Japanese, half you?、Mm-hmm. That's dope, man.、Yes. You've been out here for the whole time. I'm curious, like,、uh, what are some of the things that, that, were,、uh, that have changed much over the, the last 20 years here in the Tokyo creative that I person see scene? In Japan? Yeah, like some, some things、uh, that you noticed.、Uh, Yeah, is it doper no, now? I don't know if it's、not? just New York, but every place is getting like that. What's it called? Gentrified yeah. And, and kind of w- washed I, out. I mean, I'm not dissing anyone. I'm not being nasty. But when I look at some of these events, I'm like, where do all these people come from? I've never seen people like that before.、Mm-hmm. I'm like,、mm. You mean, when you say people like that, you mean like people that seem like they're <laughs> outside like of、he's、the like, culture? No, he's <laughs> like, did you, you didn't say black people. You right. <laughs> like, the, the whites are here. Like, no.、Um, yeah, it's like, but, no, no, I mean, like it's just, very conservative and everyone,、mm, they look so、polished. out of place. They it, look so out of place. And、so、I was like, like, and they're like dancing like this to hip hop music. I'm like, Wow, who, where are you?、Mm. It's almost like you don't have to be part of the culture to experience the culture. Yeah, I, I thought when I was first. Doing parties and DJing in Japan, it was very like cool.、Mm. And everyone's I agree very、him. fashionable. I mean, it is fashionable. I do have fashionable friends. I mean, you and Chloe. I have no connection to them any, little by little because I don't go out anymore. But、mm-hmm. still, it's very clicky. It's either really fashionable or really straight. Yeah. I mean, I think、huh. what is a lot of the events now, but I, I, will, I agree with him, that are they're very kind of one sided. When I first started doing events here,、uh, and maybe when he first came, and this is a very kind of late 80s, early 90s、uh, party thing, is that it was more of a, an experience.、Mm-hmm. Okay, you had, you had the airbrush live show, you had the, the dancers, you had the、um, makeup booth, you had the,、uh, you know, the dancers with the DJs. Anyway, And they had, I don't know, runways, whatever, but it was an experience, the whole、mm-hmm. thing. It wasn't just the audio music. So the whole thing was kind of full circle,、uh-huh. uh, catering to different uh, uh, senses.、Mm-hmm. And I think、um, that a lot of the events now is just like press the button and hear the beat, and then, you know, it's、mm-hmm. just that. And I don't know, it doesn't feel enough. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't have the big, what do you call it, backers or the money to do these events. And like everything's kind of like. Japanese chutahampa, like kind of half ass, you know, because it's like we don't have money to book this person. We don't even get paid sometimes because, you know, a lot of those guys want to just do it for free、mm-hmm. because they want to get ex- exposure,、yeah. you know. That's a whole nother thing, right?、It's、yeah. Like, so it floods the market. Like, I mean, I mean the I value come, is pushed down of the talented people. We come from an era where we got paid, paid. Like, we're not like trying to just play for. 5,000 yen or you know, nothing、yeah. or free is that's like ridiculous. We,、yeah. uh, what we present is worth more、right. than that. I, I guess that's symptom- symptomatic of the state of DJing these days now, where the barrier of entry is so、uh, low that anybody can do it. So, the talented people that want money,、uh, these venues are more likely to just pay some other kid 
to do that. And when you do that, you're not recreating an experience of authenticity with somebody talented at spinning, like such as yourselves, or even late, I think is really good nowadays, too. Like, um, I, I don't care. I've been bigging up late over the last couple of weeks. I've seen him DJ recently. He killed that shit. Anyways, <laughs> um, but but I, I don't know. Like, I've only been in Japan for five years and talking to people who have been here for a while. All of them seem to have this same kind of notion or idea that japan has changed in a way that has reduced the kind of authentic artistic magic that it used to have and all of those um harajuku subcultures have kind of been washed out by this gu uniqlo uh just placid regular everythingness that is kind of boring in a way and when i listen when i listen to people out here who are trying to recreate events we had the homie um l on last week who runs a party called life park and for him he's trying to recreate the magic of like a new york park jam where he gets people in there they're having fun they're dancing to good music and it's 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 an experience it's not just somebody pressing a button and like maybe stand around and drink a beer or some shit yeah but like and that, all the dope parties seem to be trying like, to like that you're saying that, that the music in the park they used that used to be like every weekend at Harajuku, you go there yeah. and you saw all the rockabillies like with the boombox, and yeah. they would all be dancing out there in the street. And then yeah. there was always DJs on the on the weekend in Yogi yeah. Park until yeah. the police came and shut them I, that's down. That's what I heard. Yeah, I yeah. heard like B Boy Park used to be there. There used to um, people were who was uh, uh, Quiet, Quiet Storm. Storm. Quiet Storm was telling us like DJ Crush would just be out there spinning like on the strength of free yeah. for just the culture yeah, Rob, back then and shit, you know? Rob Quiet Storm played my party, my second event ever I did in Japan and it was it yeah. was different that time in particular. Uh, to, you know, um because he's a member of the legendary West Coast underground fucking uh, crew, the Living Legends, I'm familiar with him. But just hearing his experiences, he was kind of saying the same thing. Like, there is a rich, bubbling, vibrant community of people who have been a part of these cultures for a long time. But it's really hard to get them all together to have something emerge that seems as real as it did 20 years ago where it was just simple it was just simply real so i, there, I don't know man that's there's, crazy there's a you know it's far and few between but there are a few out there i have to give a shout to love hotels the event that i did uh last saturday, saturday. Yeah. and i forget the guy's name yeah robin um so basically like they have a lot of experiences going on like uh you know they have hen you know they had some henna going on some haircutting flower arrangement flower arrangement the whole thing yeah. and um i have to say thank you to them because i've kind of it's a very kind of a lot of it is very kind of new hip-hop focused but i've figured out a way to kind of get my 90s club uh, vibe in there yeah. and they love that kind of feel so they look really dope man. nuts and yeah. like that's what i'm kind of thinking i want to mention to them something about your works yeah yeah but uh uh there are events that. out there and yeah. uh they're you know they're very young kids but they're open to it i mean you know i was you know i was playing all that delight and all that that yeah. that early 90s club and they were just like ah, you know they love it so right. there is there are people that are open to it so word you know. I mean, I, I, I totally think that there's people out here that would love that type of thing. It's just it's more easy to come across the trash shit than it is the dope shit. And maybe it's always been like that, but Facts. it just seems, you know, with, with like like with you, Young Richard, the, the stuff that you've done, I kind of feel like that is something that even these 20-year-olds are going to look and be like, wow, that's amazing. Like, they already were like... Yeah 
they were already expressing themselves in a way that was not like gender conformist or you know heteronormative and to be a part of those type of scenes is just really dope have you encountered uh much adversity out here being a, like a, a Puerto Rican man or, you know, like, I don't no, mean it. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's funny because they didn't think I was Puerto Rican. They're like, are you from France? Are you Iranian? Right. You're are a you? little bit white passable, I think. No. But, you're you know. so well-spoken. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. But <laughs> yeah. I don't know. No, no. I didn't No, I didn't feel no. anything like that. You know, I, I, I don't know. I, for one thing, I think Japanese people were really into me because they're into Spanish people and Spanish yeah. food. Okay. You know, You're I had a handsome lot, guy, too. I had a lot of, that must help. I had a lot of friends in New You're York, actually, guy. that were Asian. And when I came to Japan, they made it easier for me to relocate. Right. He didn't mention he was doing a lot of modeling back in the day. Oh, yeah, I was modeling a little. Okay. Damn, no. I'm a, 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 a true renaissance man. I mean, he was one of them young... But, the, but, no, but no, but yeah. I'm saying, but back then... Boy. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. But no, but that... Back then, everybody did all of it. Mm. You can do all of it. Yeah. We yeah. could model, and we can be a DJ that, that, in a well, I still see the remnants of that a little bit yes. out here. Yeah. People will just touch anything they can. Yeah, but... Creative they, outlets. But they're yeah. like, no, you got to pick one. In Japan, it's mm. like, you, you know, know, a little serious. If you, if you watch any of those old school videos from the late, the early to mid 80s, whatever, you know, I'm an artist, mm. and I'm performing. And, and yeah. it, it sometimes it can be a little annoying, but that was life then. Like, mm. literally, and not only that, it was very... It was very um, DIY, and mm -hmm. like if you wanted to be it, you were it. You yeah. did it. You, mm -hmm. you went up and did it. You did it. Yeah, yeah. do it. You yeah. So fuck these big budgets. It yeah. can happen without that. Right. You know. Well, the outskirts, the outskirts of of capitalism is where all the beautiful art is made. Anyways, man, it always Facts. comes from something that that isn't focused on making money off of it. It comes from a real place of creativity and just ex self expression. So, absolutely, I'm rocking with that. Mm. Absolutely. What about uh, what about uh, I don't know? Should we sprinkle in some some temperature check questions here? Yeah, that's yeah. Um, yeah. Temperature get, get check questions flavor. are where we kind of find out your, oh. well, we find out about your musical taste and kind of some of the things that you're interested in okay. um, in terms of uh, you know art and and whatnot. Okay, hit me. What, what about like um, who who was your favorite musical artist when you were in high school? When I was in high school, yeah. that, that's like. Trying me to remember, trying to remember when I graduated high school. Yeah. Um, when I was in high school, well, let's say I think I was I was really into Depeche Mode. Oh, okay. And Nine Inch Nails. It was like this kind Pure. of new sound. It was kind of like, mm. it was an import sound in America, and I was really into that. I was working in a record store for a couple of years too before I came to Japan. And I was exposed to a lot of different kinds of music, but I was really into import music. Student is my idol as well. I, I would put it out there. No, seriously, like I don't. I like I could put them on five. How many did I got? Like really, like in love with and big respect for. This is one of the dudes. I mean, I, he gets the the Tokyo was here stamp of approval. Art. Hey. So I was into like Depeche Mode and oh, seriously, like that kind of sound. Sure. You know? Uh, and when I went to see them, you know, I went to see them with my little brother in the Palladium, I think. We went to see them in the Palladium. Nine Inch Nails awesome. or Depeche Mode? Uh, Nine Inch Nails. Okay. And Meat Beat oh Manifesto, you know? Yeah. It was, it's oh, gross. Exciting. It's like yeah. blood and stuff like that. But the, the music was cool. Uh, but anyway. It moved And then you, for though. me, yeah. for me to DJ for, to open up for Nine Inch Nails, like mm. years Razor. later, that was kind of a Mind blowing. Yeah, that's a high water mark yeah. in anybody's life, I think. That's, that's really dope. That was crazy. That's uh, household. Trent Reznor is a, a brilliant artist, man. I just saw them uh, last year at um, 
Not Summer Sonic. No, you whatever the one Fuji, they do Fuji out Rock? in Chiba. Oh, uh, no, it's it's okay. It's part of the Summer Sonic. Because I'm gonna tell you a sad but story. But it's um, <laughs> oh, okay. It's okay. like a little side thing. Sonic Mania. Mm -hmm. Like okay. they had uh, George Clinton was there. Parliament was there. Oh, the and, underground uh, Summer uh, Sonic. Kind of. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Out in Makuhari Mese or whatever it's called. Sick. Sick. And yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge like. Yeah, but actually fans, the music changed. I think the music earlier. But man, it was. It was just fucking awesome. Yeah, like, I think the like, earliest stuff is yeah, cool. Yeah. And his presentation was amazing. Yeah. Like, like I was way in the back, way in the back, but they had, like, big screens so you could see what was going on. And I don't know what kind of camera they're using or, like, if he's just really involved. I'm, I imagine he is in, like, the video presentation, but it's so crisp. It looks like a music video happening yeah. live. live. It's just incredible, yeah. You know, they've got decades of just being phenomenal artists and really caring about what they put out. So, like, yeah, I I went, if they had a trash performance, I would be really disappointed. I, I went there I mostly to see uh, George Clinton and um, Thundercat. <laughs> totally different sound. And, uh, and uh, <laughs> Flying Lotus. But And I was like, all right, I'll check yeah. out Nine Inch Nails. But that was definitely the best uh, performance word. of the night. Yeah, absolutely. What, what is the sad so, story? So, okay, this is my story. Well, we went to Fuji Rock with the whole family, right? And we were on the, we were really your yeah. whole family, yeah. Oh, we were in a tent and we were staying close to the event, and we would take the bus there, and it was the first time that we bring kids, and we went specifically because I wanted to go see Nine Inch Nails and Bjork because both those persons, mm. both those people, I opened up for them and I wanted to give them my music or try to see the, at least see the show, you know, and then. It started raining when Nine Inch Nails was coming on, mm. and everybody wanted to go home. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Your, your, like, your, your family? Just, yeah. yeah, just when it was started. Oh, and no. Because like, we were out all day, and it was, it was sure. one of those home rainy... Home means the tent. It yeah. Was, yeah, it was one of the rainy seasons this year. Uh, this, this year was raining, and it was okay. raining all day. We're walking around in the rain all day, and our shoes and what yeah. everything's soaking. I don't, don't ask me. I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. it was I the year that Bjork and Nine Inch Nails was okay. here. Yeah. It, I did rock. it 2007. I, I got lucky so enough to DJ. That. 2007. That was. And, and so I missed yeah. it. And yeah. Bjork too. Bjork yeah. too was the next night. Yeah. And everybody I'm, wanted yeah. to go home. I'm like, okay, I'll go home with the kids. And then what happened? Go home. Home. Yeah. Back missed, to the tent. You mean? I missed right? Bjork too. Oh shit. You mean back to she's, the? Yeah. When you say home, yes, okay. yeah. on the yeah. bus. My favorites, yeah. man. I love Bjork. Yeah, uh, that was kind of like my first kind of like real crush on a celebrity. I used to have a poster up in the room and just stare uh, at it like. Uh, and she came to magical our, about this woman. She came to our party because she was really into the club kid scene. Yeah, she was hanging out with the club. Yeah. She's another one of those avant-garde artists yeah. whose sound has changed so much. Like, yeah, but I like the sugar really cubes. Great. The sugar cubes okay. sound. Sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's really dope. She's lived in New York. I used to see her around New York yeah. all the time. Like she's, yeah, she used she, to come into the sake bar I was working at all the time. Mm. Like she's very New York girl, Word. very accessible, and you see her everywhere. Yeah, that's what's anyway. up, man. I don't know, late. Do you got a bunch of questions? Cause uh, like I, I really feel like we could talk to young Richard. For I like these temperature the, questions. Yeah, I always okay. blank out on the temperature questions. Oh, cool. you know, I, don't, I don't really prepare for. Ask something stupid. What are you? Stupid. What are you rocking yeah, right now? What so type much. of what type of music uh, are you playing so now, right now? Now I'm really into. I'm trying to go back into the rave scene, mm. and I'm really into like techno and minimal stuff. I like really, really deep bassy stuff. Like I like really minimal, like like, uh, like old Mark Bell type of just. No, shit, I mean like a like clean, that clean Dominator records. sound. You know the oh. Dominator, like that oh, the keyboard yeah. sounds. You know like yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. synth sounds. 
like kind oh. of that. I'm going to change my temperature. But you, can, <laughs> but you can hear each kind of sample or uh, well, sounds. You can hear cool. them separately, very clear. And his records yeah. that he plays a lot are just like, wow. Oh, you like don't have acid. to sell me on it, man. I, I, like I fucking like, I, I rock with it. Like, I like, I like that. Type of, I like yeah. acid. I like the acid sound, but I like techno sound. I like stuff that kind of builds. I like the old school like 90s house when it you know it builds and then stops and it goes to hip-hop break and then comes back in you know i like that feeling you know I'm, do I you really... like older industrial shit like yeah, yeah, skinny yeah, yeah, puppy yeah. Yes, robin yes, gristle yes, yes. i sample all that stuff portion control and for shit my, like that for my records in the mm -hmm. 90s but, but if i if i have to tell you what i'm listening to now every day on the train i'm listening to like classical music like new wave new age music okay like really experiment same okay. music. Real. Yeah, yeah when you start playing that hard stuff like you know you need to <laughs> you go you the need, opposite you oh. need to like you need to be like in some kind of zen when you get on a train and people like yeah. pushing, shoving you, and you gotta control yourself. I like somebody that. steps uh, on look, your sneakers. Look yeah. at my I, last, my last play. Somebody steps on your sneakers. You know, my last right. play. You gotta be like. I was listening classical. to uh, Nobukazu Takamura this morning before you guys rolled up, and it's just like, hmm, definitely, uh, you know, strange and kind of puts me in a mood. Yo, we're gonna go ahead and take a break. Oh, this yeah. is episode I number sixty-seven like with Young Richard. I am Mega. I am late. I am Jesse. I am grateful. Oh, took me too friends. long to figure out what we were doing. <laughs> I, 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 didn't even, I didn't even realize what was happening. But yeah, yo, yo, let's pop. And it, we let's are do it. Let's do it. friends. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, Mega Late Show. Yo, what's up? This is the Mega Late Show with DJ Quiet Storm. Check it out. Yo, welcome back to the Mega Late Show, the number one hip-hop podcast in Tokyo, Japan, Asia, the Western, Eastern Hemisphere, the whole world, yes, galaxy, uh, universe. Right. Shout out to my guy Thanos. Thanos. I always thought it was Thanos until I saw the movie. I used to say Thanos. Right. I think they say Thanos, though, right? Uh, I, I'm just saying it wrong Thanos. all the time. Uh, but yo... Welcome back. We are still here with our guys. I am Jesse, sitting in the co-host seat, and our wonderful guest, Young, Young Richard. Richard. Thank you. That's right. And so and, uh, at this portion of the podcast, we're going to go ahead and go into the weather report section, which is where we share some uh, interesting music that we're listening to or something that we want to talk about. And today we're doing something a little bit different. We've got, can you tell us a little bit about the record that we're about to play and the format in which okay. we're playing it from? This is uh, an acetate. Back then in the 90s, we used to make test pressings and we take the records to the club and we ask the big DJs, can you play this? Please play this. And then we play it in the in the room and we check out the levels, right? Mm. I'm like, ah, it's too bassy or too high mm. or whatever. And then before we, before we cut the record like a thousand pieces 5,000 pieces we do trust the person you know? mm -hmm, right and we get like feedback oh yeah yeah I think it's good good, good yeah like that. and then that's it this is a test pressing you right. can only play it like 10 15 times right and it costs a couple coins it's like $50 or $100 yeah. sometimes test pressing this was done in Frankfurt Wayne it's a famous test pressing place in New York and it was done by the mastering is done by the Greg Van and Tom Moulton. They're legendary. Yeah, these um, are the big Mick, guys, uh, Studio Fifty Four guys. Oh right, right. You know, so the label I was affiliated with, it was Vicious Music. He had connections, Super and dope. these guys were doing the mastering for our records. That's what's up. 
and we're going to try to we're going to run this off the turntable and we're running it into okay. the 404 it's to get the dirty. sound so, so yeah it's, it's this is an acetate it's this old. is this is going to sound <laughs> dusty this it's, is grimy it's analog. 24 years old wow maybe okay. and and uh it's got pops and scratches but this te- test pressing has the original print sample and it's got some sounds in there by nine inch nails and stuff like and that and you were saying the label so when we did the when the label released it we had to replay the sample so we had to pay someone to play the guitar mm-hmm. and it was kind of a little too loud and okay. kind of too much and all the sounds are pushed too much i really like our original recording that prince yeah. that ain't cleared there's no yeah, way yeah. <laughs> no of course not but uh, back then that was, was cool okay. about making yeah. house music everyone was doing like illegal samples you mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. until they're like you could only do a certain amount of like, yeah this many seconds or something you know but all so my music is all samples prints well let's go into it Let, uh, why don't mm. you drop the volume and i'll turn it on and we talk right over it and then uh okay. we'll put the we'll put the uh the song at the end of the recording so you can listen to it in its entirety uh without us speaking over it but let me go ahead and press play on this Ooh, listen Ooh, to that. that noise. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. Right? But now Let's it's see. wet. It's playing wet. Ah. Mm. And we should so say like the oh. samples in here are from a movie called Zentropa. It's one of my favorite movies. But it's it's got this hypnotic part of this man counting down and he's mm-hmm. hypnotizing before you die. Oh. And so we use those pieces. He's saying go deeper. So ah, I'm gonna count okay. to ten. So, what so music genre still, is this? this is, technically, this is industrial music. Okay, right? But this yeah. is a house record. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then this is from Zentropa. Okay. Run from the bomb. Okay. Ah. And then this is Nine Inch Nails. Ah, okay. Right. I like what, that. What? What year? What? Around what year? Circa? Did you uh, create this? In '95. '95. I know because there's a date on the record. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, only, okay, right, right. <laughs> but anyway, okay. So engineered thing, by Greg So this Vaughan. is what I want to say about this record. This record, before it was released, there was a big buzz, and then it was released supposedly on purple vinyl, a white label, which was kind of done without us knowing. Kind of, mm. he released like a certain amount of white labels on purple vinyl, but which actually was blue. And released that before the record came out with the original cover. Andre Charles is a famous graffiti artist. A famous graffiti artist in New York. Andre Charles did a record cover. Oh wow! It's like a train, a train with graffiti on it. It says House Town. And before they released their actual record, they did a test pressing. They released kind of like underground, like let's do a test pressing release first, okay. and then we'll do the record. And then it got re-released on a label called Network in the UK. So which is very cool. cool, man. So, but the thing about this, this is what I, w- I want to say. When you go to a big club, after hours club, the best part was the break, you know? I love the break. Mm. And it's like the, it's the part when it's like the bass and the kick only. Mm. And it's like playing for a couple of seconds and it's like everybody gets really wild and right. sexy. And But what I wanted to do with this record is I wanted to make the break the best part of the record. So I made it like almost three minutes long, the break. So... You gotta listen to that. Okay. So, is it coming up? It's coming. Okay. It's gonna build, 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 and it's gonna go to break. And then, so what I wanna say, please listen to it when you're home with headphones so you can like feel it. Like, I have it on my, my band camp mm-hmm. and SoundCloud. Okay, so well, here, here, shoot me the this link and we'll put it in the show notes. This is the part I'm talking about. Okay. 
Where did you test this anyway? At Sound Factory or maybe some big club like that. Oh, there's noise Sick. there. But anyway, it's just the bass and kick. That's all it is. It's very minimal. Mm. But if you're listening to this in the club and everybody's yeah. high. Yeah. If you were a dancer, like, well, listen then. to this. It's, it's like going on and on. Mm -hmm. And the lights are like. Right. Whoosh, yeah, this is not music to be no, sat around and like, discussed nah. over but, headphones in a, and then in a studio reverses, room. Yeah. The bass reverses. So I put the reverse, bass for, forwards and backwards. Oh, interesting. So it keeps going backwards. Reverse, oh, it's panning back. left and... No, no. Oh, it's it's going, just reversing? Doo -doo 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 -doo. It's going backwards. Ah. And that's what I was doing for 32 bars, 42 bars. Wow. That's it. And it's like, this is going on still. Because what I like to do when I was playing was I would always play the break part or like extend the break part. But this is when we made this record. It was like, this is one of the records with the longest breaks. Mm. It's yeah. not the break, though. We were it's, getting creative. It's the it's the peak part. Right. And I think you were making the crowd feel something, too. I yeah. do that DJing now. Well, I mean, like, but now if you play something like this, I think they might walk off the floor. I mean, I'm not, yeah, that's what I'm uncomfortable. Would sadly yeah. say. People are much more patient then. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, so, yeah, a, a big thing is, thing. too, yeah. is that a lot of the music that's being constructed nowadays, it's very formulaic. You know, it's going to be this amount of bars. Oh, here goes the drop. Yeah, Everybody yeah. loves no. the drop. And then it goes it's off. True. You know? It's true. Right. Like the songs now are like three minutes, four minutes. This is a 10 minute track. Yeah. Like you had the, but you need the right, right. DJ to play it, though. Yeah. I mean, you need the DJ. And to if like that doesn't happen. That. Everybody's like, whoa, whoa what happened? Right. Literally, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or walk well, out. It's a different, uh, especially with streaming services. I, I was reading an article um, a couple months back that said that um, because of the age of streaming, uh, across the board within music genres, songs are becoming shorter because people's attention spans and their access to music is so much more immediate. They don't stick around for a four-minute song. If you just look at any single artist, um, Kendrick Lamar, right? The length of his songs have gone down substantially since his last release. Damn is like uh, the shortest. The songs are short. Yeah. And if you look at so many music genres now through any genre, the, the, the length of songs are getting shorter because of people's listening proclivities uh, don't allow them to really sit for 12 minutes to hear something that has that many movements or changes. Yeah. It's very interesting. Man. Then again, punk rock in the late 70s, early 80s was the songs are super short. So it's hard right. to say. Yep. Well, well, uh, well, um, you know, in other genres, it's it's more rare for those type of things to occur, and I think it's just kind of it kind of it, it's not a, it's not a, a rule, but it's definitely uh, some type of you know um, people are doing that more on the popular music uh, level. Well, you, I think you hit not the pop music, but music that is popular. So I think you hit the nail on the head when it comes down to attention span. Then it was more about creativity. Yeah. You know, now yeah. it's just like. Kids just can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are literally songs that are like a minute and a half, two minutes, where it's basically just chorus, 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 and then it ends. Gucci Gang? Yeah. You know what I mean? That type of shit is just happening. It's cookie cutter stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. But, you know, sometimes there's some real gems when you stick around. Facts. This is dope, young Richard. Thank Thanks. you, man. This is so, yeah. and, and the way that we're sharing it is so interesting as well. It being an acetate for for people that don't know, like in record collecting, like the hierarchy of like having the dope shit. It's like number one is if you have the acetate of an original record. It's like it's the, like 
It's like the master. It's like the first print. It's like yeah. Yeah, it's the master. Right, it's and big. then after that, it's like the white label, yeah. like the record yeah. that that's printed in before, and then after that, it's the actual yes. like first issue, first mm-hmm. release, second yes. uh, second print, third print, and Yo, this is just what's the white label? White label is, is right after this. Right after. So they'll do a white label. They'll print white labels and they'll give it to all the DJs yeah. and record pools and stuff. They'll yeah. To or the, to the the DJs would get the the white label. Yeah. You could basically they, buy them. Yeah. But you could sell them. Yeah, they sell them too. They're literally called white labels because unlike the unlike the record release for public, they were just you know they would they, you. they would just print them and they would just write like what it was on it. Yeah. And then it, it this is the white turned, label. It, yeah. Turned into yeah. a different thing. These are, they, right. Right. They would throw in like four or five yeah. tracks. There we go. Perfect example. These of are white, white labels. Yeah. Just okay. And then this is the actual. And here's the actual release that he's pulling out. Yeah. Word. So this is this With is the a first this cover. is the first printing of the record and these are the white label. This no, is the white actually, label. This is another record that was released in France, but okay. yeah, this is like the final copy. Okay. And then He's pulling records out. Yeah. Oh, that is dope, man. This is my very first record. Oh wow! It's a white label. This is my very, very first record ever. Oh, super dope, man! Yo, I want to drop this track. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate, like the it's one a Japanese sound. white yeah. label for uh, uh, Discovery. Thing. Oh, that doesn't even have the sleeve. Yeah. You With said the one shirt. on your homepage doesn't have all the samples in it, right? Well, no, it has samples, but the guitar is different and the sounds are. I sounds slightly I different. I think there's sticking out too much okay you know. it's not mixed as well no i i just think everybody has their own like okay yeah. when it comes to the artist you're gonna have your own yeah we want it to sound like this but they want it to sound like that you know i dig it man this is dope okay cool man uh thank you for sharing that young richard it might sound a little bit strange to our listeners that kind of quick change that just happened right now but we just had to set the studio back up and plug in everything and turn off the turntable and everything like that so we're going to continue on this weather report path of righteousness and next is going to be i am jesse who is sharing his track let me go ahead and plug tune in that oh that's my track all right here we go yeah this track is by Mm, a producer oh your mic that would help. This track is by a producer called Local Dice. Uh, he's a Tunisian producer based out of Germany. Hmm. Basically, why I like it, it's heavy techno vibe with a quote ghetto edge, for for lack of a better term. Do you, does anybody have a better term? Anyway, hip hop influence, I would say. Okay. But ghetto yeah. edge is a little bit strange. Well, ghetto <laughs> yeah. techno is a ghetto tech. sub yeah. genre, right? I wouldn't call this ghetto techno, no, but no. it has an edge of like, you'll see when the dude starts speaking on okay. it. Okay. Uh, kind of a hip hop like feel. Oh, uh, this track is crazy. Yeah. Oh, this track. Yeah, I this got known for this track. track yeah. I kind of drop this a lot. I, I open a lot of okay. sets with this track. Right here. Yeah. And I, what is the name again? Local uh, local dice. Yeah, local dice. Keep it low. And it's called keep it low. Yeah. Featuring a Chris uh, Liebig. Yes. Uh, Liebing. Yeah, but he, okay. he's not uh, the Chris important Lib- part, Chris, I, I yeah, guess. Yeah, but Chris Liberian is famous uh, techno guy. Okay, okay. so there, there you go. Okay. Local Dice brings kind of that, that kind of 
But yeah, anyway, I dig it. Uh, People okay. always it's, always it's like it's got a kind of green velvet feeling. Yeah, but it, and then it drops so heavy mm-hmm. and it's, it's heavy. So it's like that kind of hard heavy mm-hmm. techno. But when he speaks on it, all this it has this whole kind of like uh, I don't know a street type of vibe to it. Is that the, yes. is that the term? I don't know. Because I'm really looking for the term. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it does sound kind of grimy. Yeah. Not grime in terms of the the UK genre, but yeah. I think this is a type error. I think this is Chris Liebering featuring Local Dice. Mm. Yeah. Because actually, this is his track, right? Techno track. Mm. And that 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 those it's those a, name Logo Dice guy is the vocalist. No, oh, no, 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 no. Logo Dice is the techno the producer? producer as well. Okay. Yeah, the dude on it is just they didn't they didn't um give him credit. Are but uh, yeah, 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 I'm sure about Cause that. Because because this guy Chris Libering Chris Libering Chris Libering is a big techno. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, yeah, huge. Yeah, so it's fat though. The bass is good. Basically, uh, Local Dice collabs with a guy a lot of those straight up techno guys mm-hmm. and brings that kind of street edge okay. now a little hip hop feeling so he's the DJ Khaled a, of the techno game mm. yeah, in a way. it says here that like ultra music uh, I guess which is um, where this is coming out of is an American independent electronic music label based in New York and they've got a roster including uh, Benny Benassi Steve Aoki Aoki uh, Kyogo OMI Dero right here. The Bloody Beat Roots Little John Hot that Sense 82 music, like the ultra music festival Mm, probably not. I think they would say that, but maybe I don't know. I'm we only reading make, the YouTube shit. We should make a track with you, like yeah, this. Yeah, we should. Yeah, I got some ideas. It's I know. Good, we always though. say that we need to, but anyway, it's always a crowd mover. It's always like wake motherfuckers up and like, what the fuck is this? Every time, so heavy, interesting, and basically, I like a lot of techno tracks that have that. Yeah, like this part. It's very Detroit too. It's very Detroit techno yeah. feel. It, yeah. It's with that yeah. talking on it. First you say, give me some shit. Give me some more. I like, give me some I like what he says too. But well, you don't like it when I get cursing and bursting and sniff the body go all night. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, these drops are just the other like the fun free zone and the other one doesn't like anything he's just go there and uh he's just waiting till the party's over to write some this might be the chris guy he's got like a german accent oh really the way he's talking i think they just he local dice does a lot of like he grabs dudes now you got me on the fun free literally off the street and collabs and like yo can you talk on my track and mm. he's known for doing that and but anyway but uh, okay. yeah anyway that was cool man i like yeah. that yeah that was dope that's yeah, definitely that was really good. i am jesse track that's that is, that is jesse yeah. word up word up should i go next late uh i'm debating man like if you're um, gonna go or i kind of want to play a Yeezus track for richard but i had another thing i wanted to talk about but it wasn't so much about the track as the uh, occurrence that happened. I'm being a little vague, but... Yeah, whatever. just spit that shit out, nigga shit. What happened? <laughs> uh, Well, yeah, let me go next then. <laughs> All right. Fuck it. So this is a track from a rapper called J-Rock. Can Ooh. I get the... Oh, the auxiliary? Yeah. Yes. J-Rock um, from TDE? Yes. Okay. Uh, TDE, Kendrick Lamar, uh, Top Dog Entertainment... He's the first member of probably TDE, the OG. 
So is there a connection? Why keep saying the OG? What's the OG? Well, he's like the original guy. Ah, oh, OG's the original guy. No, the original, original gangster. Oh, gangster. But uh, we yeah. were just talking about the OG area. Oh, but that's O J I. This is yeah, literally O N G, the seventh letter of the alphabet. O J is over there. O G. The wine must be getting to me. That's good. That's good. We want that effect. Yep. So this track is called The Other Side. It came out like last week or the week before or this week. But what's interesting about this track Exclusive. is that they added it to his album Redemption that came out last year. So they didn't release like a deluxe version and put some new tracks on it. They just released this song and then put it on the album. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so it, they released it. He released it a year ago. No. So he released an album called Redemption, uh-huh. uh, 2018. Uh-huh. It's been out for almost a year, kind of. And this track came out. It popped up on my Spotify, which is where I get most of my music from. And it was like new track, and I was like, oh, new J Rock, dope. Mm-hmm. He must have a new album coming out. And then the album said Redemption, and I was like, hmm. And sure enough, this is the last track on the album now. Oh, they and added they didn't, it. And they didn't, you know, it's not like a new deluxe version right. came out. It's just like, oh, this he didn't, song is on the album. He didn't tweet like, yo, I'm going to fix Wolves tomorrow yeah. and, and <laughs> well, put it out. Well, he kind of did, man. Oh, okay. And I guess that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. It's kind of interesting how, like you said, when Kanye was doing The Life of Pablo, uh-huh. how, uh, you know, there were things he was tweaking after it came out and, yeah you know people that was had like a different version yeah you guys familiar with that basically when kanye released the, the original life of pablo he went back like weeks later and just started changing tracks and and so like this version of the album that people initially had what it is now is completely different and he yeah. would just like he was making these tweets on on twitter tweets on twitter and he would just say something like yo i'm gonna fix wolves tomorrow yeah. And I was like, yo, Kanye's about to do some <laughs> genetic like experiments on wolves. That sounds dope. But really, he was just talking about changing the songs, which was something that we never did before. Like, it, there you was couldn't ne- do. Right. Yeah. The music was pressed. It was out. And that's the version that people had. But now there's like this. All of a sudden, the album that you may have purchased off of iTunes when the album first dropped now you don't have this track? That's weird, man. I, I mean, he did all he's doing simil- that to get back at the label. He did it's a like, similar um, thing for, um, on what's-his-name's album. Who's the dude who runs good music again? Top Dog. Pusha? Uh, oh, yeah, Pusha. oh, good music. Good, so yeah, basically, yeah. Pusha had the whole album ready, the whatever, and then he went with Kanye to oh, yeah. the country, and he changed the whole like, album. And literally, like, the next day, changed the entire well, thing. Yeah, so. I mean, that whole that whole five weeks of good music, putting out an album every week, um, a lot of those albums. What's her name? Tiana Taylor? Yeah. Her whole album, she was like, I Who's never fine, even heard this way. shit. Yeah. I never even heard this shit. Like, <laughs> Kanye just changed everything. I don't... And she wasn't happy with the final product. But, like, with Push, you know, I thought it was a solid album. And, yeah, you know, some right. of the other things can be whatever you want to say about it. But that's... It's a really interesting approach to the music industry now. And the music industry is so different than it was, you know, almost like every 10 years it changes. But now I feel again that the music companies are, they've regained control. They figured out how to make the most money off of artists and fuck artists over again. For a while, there was this kind of gray area where they didn't know how they were going to be able to monetize and make all this money. Like 10 years ago, the ringtone era, a ringtone rap era and, and that music industry era. They're like, how the fuck can we make money off of all these people? But now they've really, with 
360 deals and what they're doing with um, Spotify releases and, yeah. and how they they control the market completely again. Back and it's saddle. really crazy. You heard about recently De La Soul's uh, back catalog um, all the way up until what? De La Soul? No, um, Balloon Mind State. Now Tommy Boy is releasing this again for streaming purposes. But De La Soul has been very vocal about the type of deals that they have going on where um, Tommy Boy is getting 90% of all of the money from those albums. They've never made 90, money. I think it was 90% of 1% or something or something crazy. They, well, Tommy Boy nuts. recent today I saw um uh, a, a a new article that said that they're going to renegotiate with De La Soul, but De La yeah, Soul man, <laughs> you know that era They've never been on well, those albums have never been on streaming on platforms streaming legally. Yeah. Right. That was and, dope late though. Feel like your your shit just ended and, and the track was that was hot. Oh, we yeah, we yeah. on it sometimes. <laughs> sometimes we really be on that shit, right? Right. Shout out to the Mega Late Show. Yeah, yo, not yeah. sometimes. Yeah, yeah, but but you know, um, with with the De La Soul shit, you know, their whole career has been burdened by this record label, Tommy Tommy Boy, really exploiting them. Like they're talking about how Tommy Boy kind of intentionally sabotaged their album releases and how many artists are coming out with that. You remember Jizza has a line that says Tommy, Tommy ain't my, my motherfucking, motherfucking boy, boy. <laughs> to start a track off. And it's it it's really fucked up that like a 30 second intro track featuring the fucking turtles kind of ruined De La Souls they weren't able kind to of make didn't money ruin hip hop, but it changed. It nothing was changed. the same after. That. Nothing was the same after that. Yeah. So it, it's an interesting it's an interesting thing about the music industry, and it's 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 dark. And I hope that those guys get the fucking money back. But who who knows what's in store, man? Like change, like evolving albums, albums that change over time. Like is the life of Pablo that I listened to when it came out still? That's the what life I mean. Of Pablo? I it is dope. How like it's like living art now, like. Never would have thought music could be like that, but now that everything's you know in the cloud, you can be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna change wolves or yeah. or they won't let me. Well, it happened with a a track on that game album that we put on that list, uh, the documentary too. Yeah, there's a track called Magnus Carlson, and it had a Stevie Wonder sample on there. Mm -hmm. And then I love that track. You know, played it for years or a year and then you know when i was streaming the album on spotify that song came up and it was completely different, different. uh music like i guess i don't know what happened because it seems like stevie wonder isn't that hard to like get you know permission from but for some reason the, the sample wasn't there anymore and the track just had a completely different vibe now but it's probably yeah it's probably the label itself more than yeah. him but yeah, yeah. I mean, with Kanye, a lot of that, I think, is his mental state or the way he, he does on purpose. He doesn't want you yeah. ever to be able to follow him. I think yeah. he loves to, like, okay, grab control, change something up on you yeah. real quick, and that's kind of his steez, mm. but for him in particular. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I dig it. It's just kind of weird element of, like, uh, listening for, for the consumer now. Yeah, you know, to work. you following this, Richard? Line music, you know, line music. The mm. the like the line app application, music thing? Yeah, yeah, you know, you can listen to music and you can kind of download it onto your phone. But if you listen to the Kraftwerk tracks on there, they have different versions of the Kraftwerk songs. Interesting. Yes. I've never used it before, but like no. re-recordings or no, I don't. It's just different sounds, got different samples, but it's the same song. Weird. It feels like a different song. Hmm. But maybe they're doing that specifically, or the the artist does it specifically for Japan, or mm -hmm. you know. I have seen. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to cut mm -hmm. you off. Um, like 
some of these like older art, like really older artists, they'll be like a, a track and it'll be like re-recorded. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of, I'm guessing why is because they don't fuck with the label that they were on anymore. Oh, but you know what nothing is? It's because the, the, the contract's finished. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. expired. And that's the thing, like, yeah. my, my record, that, that record there, there was never, like, what are we going to do for MP3 downloads? Mm-hmm. There was never right. that stuff. Right. There was, right. like, CD release, licensing. Yeah. Me- mechanicals. Yeah. It was all physical yeah. So, physical But there was music. nothing like yeah. that. So right. after a couple of years, the license expires. Yeah. And some of it, I guess it was worldwide, but now it's like, yeah. I don't care. I got the samples. Right. I'm going to re-release it right. again right. and sell it myself because, all right. you know, yeah, with with bigger artists um, like Dela, usually the after like twenty years or whatever, the rights usually revert back to the artist depending on the quality, like the music and how well it did. But like with Dela, um, Tommy Boy kept on fucking around and and setting it up so these songs would continue, the rights would continue reverting back to the label. So we're talking about the thirty year anniversary of fucking, <laughs> you know, three feet high, and you know, it, it's so crazy. Like thirty years, they haven't been paid for that and that album is uh, undoubtedly a high water mark on the music the culture in general like that changed I mean, so they, many they people's made that. lives it's one of the, re- one of the records everything it's one of the the groups that helped you were at the forefront of that label exactly. helped push that label i mean they it would was be very avant-garde and and you know uh different yeah. So shout out to De La Soul, man. I hate to hear stories like that. Like, you know, when fucking Cool Herc can't get like a liver, tr- like, you know, like fucking medication or some I shit. I feel like African something Mambada should be happening. was on that label, too. Say it again? African Mambada was on that label, too. Which which label? Tommy, Tommy yeah, Boy? Yeah, Soul Sonic Force. I who, had a 12-inch. Who? Yeah. Tommy Boy was huge. Yeah. They were huge. And you know what? Carey? They don't release. They don't have any. They don't <laughs> have any current artists right now. <laughs> They don't have any current artists who are releasing music. All they have is this tremendous back catalog of people who they fucked over. They ride on that. Yeah, and they're just fucking milking that shit for all it's worth, I guess. So, um, fuck them, I guess. Fuck I don't know. Them. I don't hey, really we're know. We're going to hear another track? Yes, yes, yes. Let me go into my shit. All right, well, uh, I'm going to go ahead and start, and I'm going to play something first, and then I'm going to play my actual track. All right, so um, here we go. Oh, here we go. Hold on. Here we go. So this this track was kind of um, oh this track was kind of an introduction for me to industrial music. Oh yeah, who it, is this? The, the the cacophony. This is Alec Empire oh, and yeah, and um, of Atari Teenage Riot and El Producto of Company Flow and now currently of Run the Jewels. And this was on the Handsome Boy Modeling uh, School album which is dan nakamura and fucking prince paul shout out to prince paul speaking of de la soul Mm. you know highly instrumental in that but when this album came out i want to say 99 this was i was already getting into different like sounds of music and 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 enjoying more than just boom bap or indie rock or grunge and things like that i was getting i was approaching like um kind of the avant-garde and kind of music concrete and things were confrontational and i remember this is called megaton b-boy 2000 and i was a b-boy back then i used to listen to this and write on walls and shit right and and this was just so hard like listen to that it's so cacophonous and just like you play this for an average hip-hop fan and they're like what the fuck is this did you break the disc 
No, no, I, I broke I broke things to this. Like you got <laughs> you got aggressive and confrontational to this. But but the track I wanted to play comes from this lineage. It's an LP track and it's called Accidents Don't Happen, which came out off of Fantastic Damage. And um, one of my fondest memories as being a hip hop head was I got a leaked version of the album and we were in Hawaii and my my cousin John John had an Integra and we were bumping this. And some random white cats were on the street, like they heard it bumping out the car at the stoplight and they're like, what the what fuck is, is that? that? What is that? That's awesome. Or they said something that was like on the level, like that's fucking dope. What is that? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, this is fucking El Producto. Kind of surferish. You know? like, yeah, like just regular ass dudes. I, I don't even know what to really call it, but. Totally radical. But if you listen to this, this is like so, no negative space, you know, like. It seems very different from what you just played, though. Yeah, it is. But, you know, it's like there's no space. It's fucking like a synth that sounds almost like an electronic uh, bagpipe, you know? And, it, and it's rap shit. And this was... This is... This type of music is kind of what pushed me towards, like, a lot of things that I would grow to love and, and go back to. Like, when I think about, like, my interest in, like, Philip Glass or William S. Burroughs cut-up recordings and... Um, craft work like we were talking about earlier yeah. and Autiker and West Coast Electro uh, Music Concrete Ramel Z Death Comet Crew um, the Bomb Squad even and Nine Inch Nails like a lot of my musical interests were sparked by like this aggressive confrontational approach to production when you listen to the bomb squad like public enemy that's not fucking music for everybody that shit is boombastic and fucking like so for lack of a better term, cacophonous. It's just the. It's just so loud and zero negative, zero negative space and in your face and aggressive and hardcore and and like I fucking really dig this type of music and I I I feel like without without cats like the experimental cats like even William S. Burroughs cutting up his voice and changing it and and craft work and people like this um, this lineage that kind of comes into hip hop a lot of people don't really identify with it as something that hmm. has been around since the beginning but if you listen to Planet Rock I mean what is that a fucking craft work sample Planet yeah. Rock and shit and it's like this but was it was on Tommy Boy <laughs> yeah well you know <laughs> I, 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 I don't I don't know I don't know but fucking uh, like this with without without guys like you know atari teenage riot or fucking portion control and and a lot of weird music that was abstract and avant-garde you don't get a fucking death grips you mm. don't get a fucking jesus album like like the like the shit that kanye did on jesus Can like i, I had some? heard it from so yeah let, let me just let this track rock yeah. for a little bit but you don't you don't really get that without this like lineage of creativity that comes from other different genres and other approaches to music and like one of my issues with Yeezus is like I didn't really think it was as creative as other people did because I had been experiencing music of this variety for such a long time right. that I was just like ah whatever you know like I've heard death grips and shit and I've heard like th this approach yeah. it, but but it there the are norm. so many at one point it was the norm yeah, and it's like, you know, this album came out. I want to say I was bumping. The Megaton B-Boy shit was like maybe 99. And this shit came out, I want to say 2001, 2002. And, you know, that's fucking approaching like 20 years and shit now. And uh, 
a lot of the music that I listen to now that has a very avant-garde, progressive, experimental approach, I really see like a through line coming from these other genres and coming from different sounds. And I just fucking, I don't know where else I would play this. Like, I wouldn't drop this at a hip-hop club and shit. I would play this at like open format when people are like... And shout out to Kamu, uh, Kamu Tao, Teo, who is dead now. He passed away of lung cancer, but... Teo? Yeah, Teo. I always thought it was Tao, but it's Teo. Me too. Yeah, Kamu Teo. This is him. Yeah. Let's call it art. Yeah, I mean, it's really so. like an art piece. A lot yeah. of the music, you know, from that time. Yeah. It's different genres yeah. sharing the same bed, really, yeah. and uh, all mixed yeah. up and, you know... Like you said, it was very normal. So when we yeah. see it now, it's not yeah. necessarily surprising. I but know. I dig it. Yeah. I can relate to it. But it's not like, oh, my God, that's something yeah. new. Yeah, yeah. That's the one. Yeah. I don't know. And LP's been fucking changing the music industry himself for just fucking decades now. Oh, it's yeah. really crazy how he's like criminally underrated. Like very like even Killer Mike gets more noticed than him in terms of Run the Jewels. But El Producto is one of the first independent hip hop artists. They sold over 100,000 records pressed by themselves, remained independent, has put out quality albums since fucking like 94. Yeah. Now he's on top of the world with Run the Jewels, started one of the first independent record labels that was making money for independent rappers and definitive jokes and just has yeah. this crazy lineage. He has jazz albums. He's I got shit with Alec Empire. It's crazy. What a crazy career. I recommend their uh, Breakfast Club, I think it is, uh, interview. He really goes into it all, and it, it's, yeah. yeah. Like, man, like, um, Stretch and Bobbito, like, they were on that shit. It's just, it's just crazy, man. Um, I, I'm i off. Is this, you gonna go into your jam late? I wasn't sure which song to play. But I think it's a good, it's, it's. I think it's a cool idea to kind of uh, introduce, in a way, introduce to Richard maybe some modern day hip hop stuff that is including some of the stuff that he's very familiar with. You know what, who I like now? I like this, uh, this uh, ghost, ghost, what's his name? Ghost. Uh, yeah, let's bring that segment back. Man. I don't know, I don't know. What, what are you name? listening to, Richard? Uh, lately? I'm, I'm listening to a lot of classical music and stuff like that, but I really like this, uh, what's his name? I like Lorn, L-O-R-N. You know Lorne is dope. Super dope. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to find it. It's in my phone. But there's this artist called Ghost Main, you know? Yeah. Familiar with Ghost Main. He's kind of an industrial, like... Hip hop, yeah, and is he every from Florida? Video, Late, Let's hear every it. Video, I don't know. Ghost every video has got Mickey Mouse, classic Mickey Mouse. Do you know that? Yeah, I haven't seen a lot of his videos, it's but I'm really familiar with Ghost Man. It's really, yeah. yeah, a lot of a lot of um, a lot of kids are making some really interesting Ghost special shit. Is it so dumb? I if I step out to take a pee, no, 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 no you're fine. All right, there's yeah. a cup right there. back. There's a cup yeah. there if you want to use the cup. Yeah, Ghost Man, Richard, do you know this Ghost Man? Do you make playlists or do you like? I listen used to, to albums or I, on my phone I do make playlists but I do you have a playlist you've been listening to recently no I made it myself maybe on iTunes or like on my phone but what what I want to do is like go to like your recently played uh -huh. list and hit shuffle and just see what happens really yeah <laughs> it's funny because David Bowie's on here this is not America and it goes to Pat Matheny, Spanish song. Then it goes to Ghost Main. 
your this might be a little explicit but i like this i don't know i like how he does the the bass kind of like uh distorted bass this is ghost playing um <laughs> every video has got like mickey mouse on it hmm. and it's black and white and it's got every time sub bass comes on the whole video is shaking like this hmm. it's really cool the music's okay sometimes, yeah. but I really love how he's making like a little bit of trap and a little bit of industrial like vocal, and he's like screaming some parts. It's a very good point though. I think these days with music, the visual is so important for me. Like, well, I'll just let you hear that hip hop shit, the young kids before. Unless you're watching that video on a big screen and feeling it, yeah. it's not quite the same. Word. I get it, man. Like, I'm not a huge visual person like even in general but um like this is america like i don't think i heard the song before i saw the video but i definitely saw people's like reaction to the video before yeah, i saw the I like video this. You, hear the yeah. you, would, you would like okay. some of the yeah. oh no 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 you're fine there's I, a lot of the younger trap artists yeah. that you would yeah, like but you hear the, the way he's doing the vocal like uh suicide and yeah. shit like that so yeah, that's very memphis yeah. yes yeah yeah. You would like Moody Black too, and it's very dirty. Like the yeah. bass is too over. It's like too some much bass. scream elements yeah. there. I like this a lot. Actually, if he's from Florida, that's right on track with this sound. I think like he all is those from Florida, but I'm not positive. Raider Clan, Denzel Curry, uh, XXX, all these guys like have that early Memphis influence, and then like with um. Not emo music, but like more rock kind of hard influence also. Yeah, he's from Florida. Back to This Is America. Yeah. When I watched that video the first time, I was like gagging. I was like really like impressed. And then I was looking up that guy's name and he's an actor. And I was... Oh, Donald Glover? Oh, yeah. yeah. And I was yeah. like, wow, this is oh, so, so fucking he's cool. So, yeah. <laughs> you're so cute. Like, like, you he's cool. he's, he's so a comedian. He's I a, love He's that. a writer. He's an I actor. Was. He's great. I was like, no, that's what, this a is man. so cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> no, but that's why I love him because he stays in his zone. And I'm kind of like that too. Not to that degree. But like he really stays in his shit. And I, th I respect that. You know what I mean? Word. Like not kind of like, you know, just knowing what you know, doing what you do for me. That's that's commendable. Word. So yeah, I I was just like really shocked, and I'm like, well, tell wow, me he's that's pretty cute, cause he's really he's an cool. actor too. And I, I really like when he was <laughs> he was dancing yeah. he was dancing with his shirt off, and he had like these slacks, and he was like naked. I'm like, that was so funny. I was like, wow, it's so cool. Yeah. But then it was kind of you know, just people getting shot and stuff. Uh, the visuals were yeah. heavy. Confrontation. Yeah. So, uh, it's the music is really yeah. good. Yeah. The music is it's really good. I mean, I do get you know when you got I say borderline genius, and then when you have that you know production backing and anything you want to do, yeah. you can make happen come from that brain. Yeah. It's yeah. gonna be he's brilliant. It's gonna be good. He's one of those guys. He's like a Jamie Foxx, like you know, a man of many hats that can just. Jamie Foxx is a serious actor, a singer, musician, comedian, comedian. fucking he's, he's like incredible. those type of guys are just incredible, man. And Dan, uh, Donald, Danny Glover. Danny Glover is also really dope too, but Donald Glover. Is Danny Glover, the comedian, <laughs> you know, right? the Pete maker, uh, the the uh, the career police officer. Uh, he killed the predator, which I sampled. You know, oh, I word? sampled him too. Yeah, yeah. Was he he's, like, I'm getting too saying, old for this? He said, <laughs> he said something about not like cutting my dick off and then they get what was that movie called? 
I missed that dick uh, cutting uh, conversation. So, I think. Yeah, it's in my homepage. Uh, <laughs> Word. I'm gonna give you a link, but okay. anyway, I sampled his yeah. vocal. Okay. I mean, yeah, he's great. It's I was watching movie. him in uh, Be Kind Rewind the other day. <laughs> yeah, that movie is fucking great. Most Deaf, Jack Black, oh, Donald. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't really Danny remember. Gr- I don't know. Video store in it's New about, Jersey. It's about like uh, gentrification and uh, whitewashing. I think I was and, too young when I first and, watched uh, that. Bla- yeah, it's great. You should check it out again. But I've got it. Um, let's go into the uh, unchanging and some more temperature check questions. Yeah, sure. I mentioned earlier that I wanted to talk about Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I'm not exactly sure why. But let's talk about Arnold Schwarzenegger. What, what is, the, Whoa, what is your hard, favorite? You, you got a hard R on the end of that. Swartz- Yo, can, who can spell Schwarzenegger? Schwarzenegger. Okay. N- <laughs> Thank you for pointing it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but but um, <laughs> all right, that's my humor. It's, we got it's funny because right. your Facebook profile says hard R. That is, I'm fucking with hard R <laughs> all day. Hard, hard R, R. <laughs> hard R. Uh, but what is uh, what is your favorite Schwarzenegger movie? Do we got that? Don't say Jingle All the Way or some shit. I think, no, I think the yeah. Terminators. Which one though? I think the first one. The first one? It's always uh, the first one. The he's first definitely one? badass. Yeah, everything's like the best is the first one. Oh, two. Two go. has a special That's place in my heart, though. though. But actually, the last one's pretty good when he comes back as himself and he sees himself. Oh, I haven't seen... Which one? Three? That oh, one. You're talking about you talking about Rise of the Machines? No, I like Rise of the Machines. They got another oh, Genesis? Fourth, yeah, Genesis was kind of trash. But he's in the movie and he comes back as himself and he runs into himself. I haven't seen oh, that one. Okay. And he's fighting the robot, but he's... Okay, maybe that's Genesis then. Because yeah, I think he's in the, he's in Genesis. They rebooted it. Or yeah, something. they had they had Salvation with um, Batman, uh, Christian Bale, and then they did Genesis, which was kind of fucked up all around. But oh I man, no, I was maybe gonna I be say a Total Recall guy. I yeah, I might total be a Total Recall's Recall good. guy. I was gonna be like, it, is it cliche to say Last Action Hero? But actually, I think it's, it's not True it's not. Lies. True Lies. I gotta go with with, true you're talking lies. about with uh, Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, there's a topless. Parnass. Is there a topless scene? In that? <laughs> not in that movie. Not in that one. Yeah. Oh, but they got Bill Paxton in that as the car salesman who's pretending to be the. Uh, oh, is he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's pretending to be the secret agent, but her husband's really yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yo, I don't know why I just feel in Arnold <laughs> Schwarzenegger with the hard R, man. Easy. <laughs> I'm allowed to say it. Oh, uh, that's true. Yeah. You got the pass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have the pass. Yeah, I mean, I, actually, I, I'm genetically predisposed to being allowed to say this But actually, you know what? Predator is pretty good, too. Predator is really good. Cause, cause, He's got a great catalog. Yeah. and right? the, See, the I cast, say twins. I mean, cast, whatever. Uh, Hate on me if you want to. The cast in the original Predator is really cool. Yo, and it's, it's got, got Billy? Man of Many Hats. Billy? Native American Billy, who was yes. like, fuck, I'm going to stand on this little uh, log bridge and cut myself open and fight this motherfucker real quick. And then he dies hella fast. Trash. And what's the actor? What's his name? Who's in Rocky? Uh, Jesse Ventura is in that show. Oh, in Rocky? Uh, yeah. uh, oh, you're talking about uh, Carl Weathers. Yes. Shout out to Carl Weathers. Yes. Action Jackson himself. I like him. Is that the movie with like the strongest handshake in the world? Yeah, man. That's with the biceps on, <laughs> on, on fleek. <laughs> Yo, they glistening. Yeah. I don't know, man. I might be a Total Recall guy, though, because I'm kind of a sucker for f- futuristic, you know. And they got that really dope kind of retro future that is so indicative yeah. of the 80s where it's like it's supposed to be futuristic, but now it just like it's future retro, which is a whole thing in itself. Future retro. Future retro. So I'm going back. I'm going back to Predator. Predator, Predator? is my favorite. Your Predator? choice? For I got a Total Recall. Jesse? Part one. Yeah, I mean, I'm funny like that. I'm, I'm, I'm silly. I said twins, and I, and I might even say kindergarten cop. I mean, just uh, I'm silly like I, that. I'm rocking with twins, but not kindergarten cop. Yo, there's. I like twins, but I didn't like kindergarten cop that much. I want to say Silent Hill. Better. Somebody, <laughs> somebody realized that, like, the locations in Silent Hill are like taken from kindergarten cop. 
like down to the signs being in the background. Oh shit. Like I don't know if they just like, you know, use the photos as references or if it's like a, a wink or You're something. You're talking about the, the, the Silent Hill game, not the live the game. action movie. Okay. The game. Uh, interesting. Yeah, you're not talking about the scary or one of the no, games. Yeah. No. Okay, that's really dope actually. That adds an extra element. I might be fucking with kindergarten copy. See? See? My opinions change, man. I'm not the same person <laughs> I was one podcast ago. Everything changes. You, every, everything. <laughs> nothing will ever be the same after this. All right. Um, here we go. Here goes another unchanging question. Now, this one, um, I'm very interested in your answer because you have been here for such a long time. And despite you making your own sandwiches, I would like you to rate these convenies. Mary fuck, kill, or one, two, three, however you want to uh, disclose your answers. Family Mart, Lawson's, 7-Eleven. One, two, three, Mary fuck, kill. What do you think? Hit us with the heat. I don't know, actually, because, you know, my daughter's, her first job, at part-time job, because she's in junior high school, she's working in, I can't believe she's working She's working high. in 7-Eleven. She's working oh, really? Well, actually, I want yeah. that to be really clear. Oh, okay, okay. Speaker, but I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. So, I don't know. I I don't know. Lawson? Number one? Number two? I don't know. I, I don't really shop that much in these convenience. I know. I'm the same way. I guess once bad, you reach a certain age. I buy alcohol mostly, mostly okay. in these shops. But mm -hmm. um, I would say Family, Family Mart. Two. 7-Eleven. Three. Lawson. Oh, Family Mart, 7-Eleven, Lawson. Yeah, but okay. actually my daughter's working 7-Eleven. <laughs> has, has anything with the convenience changed in the last 20 years? Was it worse? No, I don't Was know. Actually, I think it's pretty good. You I know think you can find now? anything. When you can find mm. a, a cable for your phone and you can buy a battery. You can it's not bad. You can buy underwear. Toilet paper. and Boxers. Mm -hmm. Cat litter. Cat uh, food. And right. You know the reason cheeseburger change. flavored chips. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right, here two things. There's a recent change. They took the porno mags out. Are the, they out for now? us? Yeah, they're out already. Now. They're already. Out. Yeah, they're out. I feel like there should have been okay. like some type of. Uh, Here's the know, other thing. End of something an era. to delineate between an error. This change. is this probably deserves a bomb after it. But anyway, okay, get ready with the on the bomb finger. First step one. You buy those pancake, the pancake joints with the with the um, syrup inside. Uh -huh. You know yeah, those? Yes, yes. Step two, you buy the family chicken. Step three, open that joint. You throw the chicken in between the two pieces of pancakes with the with the syrup, and you bite on that. What okay? do you do after you bite it? Do you continue chewing? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Bet, bet, bet. Anyway, hit that bomb. Hit that bomb. Does this have something to do with the, oh, with the porn magazine? That was not the bomb. <laughs> the thing is, is if you know, if you're into like, you know, if you're into like the, you know, the pork, pork, pork shank with a, you know, with the, with the syrup on it and the this, it's it's very, it's as close as you're gonna yeah. get in the combini. Yo, is that I right? Like when try people coming here with their customization. Yeah, what, what was it? The cheeky, family cheeky? L cheeky bun. L cheeky and I, I can't the take cheeky buns. I, I saw somebody else doing this, but anyway, you, you grab the family chicken, fried chicken, and you throw, you make a sandwich inside the uh, the syrup uh, pancake joints. Mm. I might fuck with It's kind of quiet. I'm, I was trying to think of like me in making Japanese. some shit. Like I'm going to take two Nikuman and then put like a fucking a piece of sushi. Nah, it's a sweet and salty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of, okay. it's, it's a little like bit, it. uh, it's kind of soul foodish. I fuck with that. Yo, try it. Yo, we're gonna we're gonna have a, a video segment of uh, Layden and I trying out these El Cheeky buns. And what is this concoction made? The one you you just made right now. Do you have a name for it? That's oh, uh, let's call that the um. Yeah, what's what do we call that? We're gonna we're gonna call that the letter bomb. Sapped up. 
we know we, we call it saptified chicken or pan chicken mm. pancake chicken pan chick pan chick no you know what we got to give it the short name like they do in japan panche or some panche panchiki panchiki there you go <laughs> fami fa- fami panchiki yo is that the place they went to in eight mile the panchiki oh that's that place right around the corner mm-hmm. near the love hotel i saw oh, okay. i saw brad pitt eating a panche <laughs> ah. finish the word after after <laughs> this recording we're gonna go and we're gonna go go ahead and try this out and shit all right trying to gain some weight it's not i'm telling you ah, it sounds interesting. Minute, yo it's the move okay next unchanging question how about if you were stuck on a desert island and only okay, thing wait, you well, ha- this is not a hip-hop question no no, no 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 this okay. one is not another hip-hop okay. question this one is about your musical taste if okay. you were on a desert island with potentially no possibility of getting off or you know some extended stay so a castaway type of experience but on this desert island you have a device that will play music for you and you can pick two artists any genres whose music you would have their entire catalog including songs that they were featured on <laughs> and you have two artists to pick from who do you choose on this it's desert kinda, island kind of intense question it is because you're going to be on number one which i can answer easily yeah. is dead can dance dead can dance you know dead can dance mm. whoa that's good Look, none of you guys know any of it okay. i think i know this track but uh no, it's the band. Okay. Yeah, no. A track. track. You know a track, though. Yeah, Speaking I, to the I mic. Know a track or two, but. Okay, The Dead Can Dance, number one. Okay. Interesting and, choice. Which is not. Check that out. It's not dance music or anything like that. It's very, like, Celtic music. Like okay. Kind of, and number two would be, I don't know, something classical, I guess. Okay. Mm. Okay. Uh, I'm rocking with dance. it. Well, it is the whole okay. catalog, so. Like, you get all of who, that. They can dance. Oh, oh, the whole catalog of the label. Yeah, all of their, all, oh. no, all of that artist's music. Um, so they can dance. So okay. classical, like who? Oh, who okay, so who classical. Are you I would with? pick. Um, Rachmaninoff. No, no, Bach. Mm, I would say Steve Reich. Okay. You know Steve Reich? Yes, I'm familiar with Steve Reich, undoubtedly. Yes, um, I love Steve he, Reich's music. Yeah, he's uh he's like a Brian Eno type of just yes, really phenomenal, he has talented, experimental. Every guy. artist, every musician plays one piece slightly off, a couple seconds off, mm-hmm. and they're playing repetitiously. Mm. Very and interesting And sometimes music. it's classical, sometimes vocals, and sometimes... Okay. So anyway. Yeah, there you go. I want to tell you one story, but it, it might be a little too much for internet ears. But before I, I left New good. York... We went to see Steve Reich with my Japanese friends in um, in um, some big concert hall uptown, okay. right? Oh, he's whispering. And oh. it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. It was like the last time I saw this artist live play these songs. And everyone was crying. Crying? Yeah. Flying and crying. Uh, flying and, and crying. It was it was really amazing to hmm. see his stuff play Work. to see him do it live. Okay. So Steve Reich and Dead Can Dance. Okay. Interesting so, answers. I like uh, it. Actually, I and it's it. not dance. It's not club. It's nothing. It's very yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, it doesn't really matter what anybody else thinks about it. You're the one that's got to sit with these albums until uh, yes. you're rescued. So yes. Or or you know something else. <laughs> you're on. So you get two eye. albums. Two two artists yeah, entire pick? catalogs. Who do you pick? Choice? Oh, I mean, if if I'm on there, so I got to think about an an island. So <laughs> I got one one to chill to, and one to amp out, and one to wild out to. So I guess to wild out tip, I'm gonna take the bad brains, <laughs> on the flip out tip. Okay. And then on the chill tip, 
Sade. <laughs> Why not? I mean, I'm just yeah, thinking. I want to like, relax yeah, and yeah. I want to wild out. Yeah, yeah. Sade's good. I don't remember Sade's my second choice, but dope. I know one of my choices was Miles Davis. Ah, Miles Davis. Yeah. And I don't remember my second choice. Who did I say? I don't remember. Either. I feel like I feel I like I would mine change I just mine right I said now. Kanye. I don't remember yeah, my second. I feel like choice. I would change mine now. Like, but definitely Miles, because there's there's just like a, a plethora of sounds that come with that. You asked you know me at I mean? my house party one okay. that we did and I said something different but you know okay. it, it, it is there's so it's many. It's going to change day to day right? Like <laughs> yeah. who knows like until you're on that island you don't really know what you want and shit. You might just be like pissed off you trying to listen to Bad Brains while you're breaking coconuts and shit. Who Facts. knows? Facts. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't have any more uh, unchanging questions I don't think. I think we're good. Young Richard when you walk into a room <laughs> What ah. is your theme music that plays? Yeah. My theme music? Yeah. When you walk into a room, uh, what do you want people? Like, if people were to kind uh, of grasp this sexy element of your aura, what do you want people to hear? I want people to hear... Uh, right said Fred. He's too sexy. No, 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 no. This music right here? <laughs> what no, is no. he going to do? What is this? Oh, that's my soul. Oh. Wax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want someone to hear like this is artist this is an album called African Dreams right I thought you were doing and Batman artist in New York <laughs> he's he's uh, uh he's yeah. it released a record on Eight Ball Records and that would be it's records. called Black if I find the record this is my theme song when I'm walking into the room ready here we go I'm gonna find it find it as the plug so the artist is called african dream no no it uh, the song is called on. african dreams no no the album but the song is called black this is a record <laughs> on april hold on the album is african dreams oh, the song okay, is okay. black here it is. Here it is. <laughs> the artist is negro man right uh, it comes out on the color people label uh, hold on hold on this is the album this is the song this is my favorite record when I was playing in New York. Hold on. Good timing. Okay. And this is totally me. It's like, ah, hey. so when ya. Oh. Ready? Here we go. <laughs> I guarantee you. Here we go. Here we record. go. This is me walking into a room. Mm. Mm. Nice. This sounds like the Acme song. I get like the Smiths this from that my, bass line. This is like, this is my sound from like the 90s. Just like Bossa Nova? No. no. <laughs> it's oh. house. Yeah. It's, it's talking all that jazz. Uh, or not talking all jazz. I'm, what's the, what's the joint of the doom? It's called Black Thoughts. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Oh, it's, uh, oh, is that the sample? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about now, right? Diggable Planets. Planets. Diggable Planets, yeah, yeah. yeah Eight Ball like, Records. Oh, okay. Yeah. I bet oh, you. I thought you were going to pick something like, uh, you fuck with like James Chance? That was yeah. like late 80s. Yeah. Kind of fucking super me. crazy. This is me when I walk in the room. I like this. That stuff. is, this is cool. That is. I'm getting so much good music today. Yeah, yeah. The break is fresh. I want to thank you for joining <laughs> us, man. Thank you, uh, Meg. I don't know if you peep like the guy saying "black" in the background. Did you hear that? No. Yeah, he's saying. Black. Oh, that's dope. That's a dope ad. <laughs> black. Negro. Black. Uh, Richard, R. if you were gonna make a biopic, a biopic about somebody that's not yourself. Whose uh, biopic would you make? Biopic? 
Uh, yeah, a movie like uh, Ray or uh, Walk the Line. Is that the is yeah that the, the yeah Johnny Cash one? Yeah. yeah, whatever. Yeah, a movie about somebody that's famous that would highlight their lives. Oh, oh. I would do um, Angel Melinda. <laughs> no, no, we're not that close. Okay, I thought that might might have been your <laughs> no, role. No, but it's kind of sad. Yeah, but, you know, because he was one of our friends and mm-hmm. disappeared, but. I don't know. I think there's a lot of underappreciated, underappreciated artists. Yeah. But I would say. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking. I am thinking yeah. yeah. You thinking too? I am Jesse. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's, that's no. I don't know. Stark. It it's really hard. There's a lot yeah. of people to pick, but right. yeah, I don't know who would I pick. Who would I pick? It would probably be a musician who's starving. Okay. Still alive? Who, no, because all my friends are gone. Yeah, oh, there's man. a lot of friends of mine that were really good, really well talented, like Snooky Tate. Hi, that's who I pick. Snooky Tate. Yes. Tell Never us about. This person. Is this a, a a a man, a woman? It's a man. Tell us Snooky about this Tate. man. It's a man, baby. He's he was really big. He was in the punk scene. You know Snooky Tate. Uh, I don't he know, was in but the punk scene. Kind hmm. of. But I'm. And I I met him. I would go to the clubs. He would be singing in the clubs in the main room, like in any club. And he, after our class, he'd be singing. He has got a really good gospel voice. He's like got big dreads. Mm. He's got a big face. He would come to my house. He'd be like, yo, bitch, it! <laughs> like, and he'd come to my house and he would smoke in my house, right? And yeah. he told me he knew all these people. He knew he knew everyone. Word. And he was a really cool guy and he just was gone too fast. Too soon. Yes. Yo, Shout out to piece. him. Yeah. So Snooki, many. Snooky Tate. From that yes. day. Word up. So, um, Young Richard, do you have any upcoming events of you nope. DJing or uh, any on, events? One more question. Uh-oh. Do you know the um, Acknowledge Me Senpai meme? All right, so there's a trope in Japanese media, like anime and manga, where, like, the junior, the kohai, looks up to the senpai, and they just want the senpai to, like, acknowledge them. Sometimes it's, like, romantic, but sometimes it's just, like, you know, kind of a respect kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Who is your senpai? My person who I respect, a bigger person. Not, not maybe not that you are actually have a relation to them, uh, but who's somebody that you look up to that you would that like? I look up to. To be like, yo, Richard, you're dope. Huh? I no no, I look up to this guy. Who is this person? Yeah. Yeah. And and if they said, oh, you're dope, that would like make your. You would love to have their acknowledgement. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of people, but I think one was that. <laughs> It's funny because it's kind of tacky too. But actually, this one DJ Junior, who was junior. playing my records, Which but he's kind of shady. But oh, word! I, I kind of respect Vasquez? him. Vasquez, yeah, Junior. I kind of respect him. Yeah, he played our records and like we t- we went to the tunnel one time. We brought a test pressing, and I was with my friend Peter and this girl. And as soon as he played the record, he threw us out. It's oh. funny. <laughs> You oh, played your record and it threw you out. <laughs> yeah, he had because of the record. No, he had a, like a reputation like that. Because oh shit. He, and it was in the tunnel, but actually, I really respect him, and I like, I like his go. style. Yeah, that's a move. I like yeah. the early junior, but did you, you know, go? Did you go see him last time? Yeah, I went to out see here? him. And it was, out here, oh he yeah, was, he was having. I'm not familiar with hard him. trouble mixing. Oh he's shit! A, actually, he's remixed everyone. Oh shit! Ah, uh, he's like yeah, he's one a of legendary the, figure. Yeah, okay. huge. Yeah, he's house Learned. house guy, but him and Jeff Mills, Jeff Mills too. I would love Jeff Mills to say something to me. I actually, I actually met him one time and I gave him a demo and he just took it. Maybe, I don't know if he threw it on the floor, but Word. I really respect Jeff Mills and Junior Vasquez. Word. 
those are two people. That's really dope, man. But big names. Yes, they're huge, but and I respect them, and I'll go to see them every time they come. But they're, they're not shady. always the same. They're shady. Yeah, these days, <laughs> oh, they're shady. Yeah. yeah. Word. Well, I good answer, man. I think that's uh, I think that's it for episode sixty-seven. Now we're just going to the weather forecast. Yeah. Yes. Boom. All um, right. So the weather forecast is the upcoming shows happening yeah. in I'm and sorry. around Tokyo. I don't have so nothing new coming you? up for me. Okay. There's nothing, you know. Nothing in particular. No. But well, we when are we working on music little by little. Actually, and someone sending me some acapellas, oh, which might be coming out. And she's dope. a big name. Okay. Very cool, cool man. man. Definitely keep us posted on that. I mean, we, we're we friends on social media, so I'll keep an eye out for it and let our listeners know when it's going down. I personally would love to see you have uh, uh, some type of art gallery, photography uh, yes. um, show, exhibition that, that uh, we could rock <laughs> at and do something really... Uh. Really forward thinking and, and super dope, mm. giving homage to uh, heroes of the past it's and those of the future. Nothing will ever be the same again. Let's see if we can make it happen. Word. What about you? I am Jesse. You got any upcoming shows right now? Um. Well, if I do do one of these uh, techno was here as we we call them, not Tokyo was here, but techno was here. If I do do another one of them, which I want to, uh, which I usually book Shin and always Richard and yes. these type of guys. When I do another one of those, uh, Richard will be there. So that's that. Nice. Thank you. And uh, yeah, just um, the only booking yeah. I have right at this moment is the that hangout joint okay. on the 16th of March. Um, and uh, again, uh, moving forward, hopefully I'll be playing with Love Hotels. Dope. Uh, and want to kind of uh, make a, that a mesh of the ages. And, and uh, yeah, found a, a fun in there. So that's that. Yeah. But yeah, nothing really to speak too heavily on. Word up, man. I'm looking yeah. forward to checking it all out. And we always mention your shows on the podcast as well. Appreciate it. Late, what you got? Yo, uh, as you are listening to this on the 8th, I believe. Um, oh, shit. Sorry. On the 8th, we have Roy Ayers. Ooh. He's going to be the god at uh, Blue Notes. And I think he's there for three days. Mm. So you can catch him Friday. Oh, no, excuse me. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Comes out here a lot. Does Will he, he be performing I've with his Ubiquity? It is Roy Ayer's Ubiquity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sick. So yeah, go peep that. Also, um, today, the, the 8th, if you're listening on Friday, uh, Jasmine, or JSMN, is going to be performing at Wall & Wall, also known as um, Vent sometimes. So go peep him in Aoyama. And the next day, uh, we have the Tokyo Sounds from the Underground Festival. That's our guy, Shad AD. Uh, he's he putting on this, uh, he's calling it a festival with... Um, Groups like the Mutekis, Momo Funk, Zandra Corpora, Midnight Snakes, and uh, the group The Bridge out of uh, Hachioji. Shout out to MC Buddha, Maya Hatch. Check out those episodes. And Shad's episode, too. Checked it. Yeah, those are dope. Phenomenally talented folks. There'll be a lot of people there. Um, are you going to be playing at that one too late? I am opening up. Dope. Uh, but I have my event hot that same night, so... I'm a open up and then I'm ahead. Yeah, the Blue Jam Azabu Cafe. Juban. Really, really dope location. I've only been there once, but that's a dope spot, man. Yeah, uh, trying to get more people out, but you know, 
that's a heavy day, so it'll probably Word. be tough. Uh, later in the week, not much. Isn't Dave Chappelle coming out in March? Those tickets are probably sold out. Is it next month? It's this month. It's like the oh, 19th or some shit. Yeah, it is March. To do com, to do comedy. They haven't even yeah. released the tickets oh. to the general public. Yet. I saw people posting that they were going and saying they were going. So I just assume, well, yeah. you know, you got to have a ticket to be going. I'm not and I don't know why I'm saying <laughs> going like that way. I'm saying going. I'd be I'm, saying I'm going. I want to be going to events. Japanese <laughs> people go. I'm not trying to be funny, nah, but nah, do they get nah, that comedy? Like nah, the, all the folks I seen posting about it were. Um, Foreign cats out of here. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. American joints. Yo, I'm a little bit of a brag. I saw Dave Chappelle in Atlanta, so I'm, I'm off I that. Don't, I don't yeah. have to pay like three mon to like <laughs> get an experience. <laughs> right, you know what right, I mean? right. <laughs> I've never seen him live before, but I mean, you know, no cell phones at that. Yeah. They're going to mm. make you put your cell phone into a little electronic baggie and take that at the door. That's that comedy move, man. That's, that's, you gotta I do understand that, that. Otherwise, you get Louis C.K.'d. Yo, uh, yeah. That's it? We got uh, regular stuff on the calendar mm-hmm. that we always shout out. Shout out to DJ Kinsuke, of course. Mm. He's uh, doing his thing at Bridge on every other Monday and with Nova at Quintet on Wednesdays. The Breakdown every other Saturday at Quintet. We talk about Bar, yeah. everybody else all the time. Yeah. yeah. Check also, out the calendar. Right. It's and all these, on there. these episodes come out every Friday, so we're always going to be updating you, so check that shit out. The Mega Late Show is a wonderful place. Young yeah. Richard. If you get a chance, see Young J- Richard DJ live. It's not like uh, just talking about it. It's it's legit. Thank, thank you so much. Yo, thank you, man. I thank feel you, like we could you. talk. We we could do a whole episode where we just discuss your experiences here in Japan and in the world. But you know, we keep it a little tight. We should. We would love to have you back again. Thank you. Thank you. You know, maybe next time as a co-host, like I am Jesse did today. Ooh. We still got to do another episode with I Am Jesse, a real yeah, joint full here. Episode, yeah. So keep so keep I'll your eyes out for that, man. Cool. Every every Friday we we we'll be out here. You know what I mean? So the calendar, we'll figure it out. Y'all right. pay attention to us. Thank Whoop. you. We are uh, amongst the best, if not the. Oh shit! There's a there's an end song.
fun-free zone. You know why? We don't like laughing. No fun. Can you hear me out there? No fun. You are. how we deal right now this is what we want from you right here are you coming down with me we want to keep it down we want to keep it down so low real low low now you go free zone and the other one doesn't like anything he's just go there and uh, he's just waiting till the party's over to write some chess stories in the block the forum chess we love forum chess cause forum chess go crazy alright now you got me on the fun free zone this is fun y'all
0059, we them zip holders, brick runners, real hunters, Costa Nostra. Got dope for your nostrils too. First parking lot, three doors down, we got you. Gutter niggas with the shit and we got bread. Big chopper, turn your dome piece to a drop head. Ain't nothing like a project, bitch. Making that cow fresh and cow work flip. We set up shop, then slang nicks out of house. If the police hit, ain't shit coming out of mouth. My day one niggas, yeah, my niggas I'm thugging with. Solid. Trey ain't specials, four foes, we slugging shit. You ain't know. That's why them barons in the hood now. They itching to get a little footage to shut the hood down. down. But we here to stay. Wild watch, nigga, we don't play. I tell you why, nigga. Running from the cops, busting off shots, aiming at my enemies. Everybody got a dollar, come across me. I'ma kill first before you kill me. Hey, cause all the guap, all the knots, all the stars that I got, it started off the block. Grass ain't green on this side, and on the other side, my gun still cocked, cause it started off the block. Ride with the Yiki, that's cause it's mandated. All type of glickeries, little hand caters. Eager to get it, they told me have patience. Land in your resi, they got a bag weight. We pulling up for it, we in the bag claiming. They keep it cop aesthetic, cause we act faded. Body for body, it's really that gangster. My bitches be trafficking off of back pages. One fourth of a million, that's all rap paper. Another fourth of a million, that's out the trap paper. The 5 0 circle and double back later. TMPs of cookies in the duffel, double that later. A lot of niggas traded on us during off season. Get you some guava and watch how the peasants all greasy. If I could call a dead homie, I'd call DZ. He was tapped in with all the leans that we all needed. Running from the cops, busting off shots, aiming at my enemies. Everybody got a dollar, come across me. I'ma kill first before you kill me. Hey, cause all the guap, all the knots, all the scars that I got, it started off the block. Hey, grass ain't green on this side, and on the other side, my gun still cocked, cause it started off you the block. You either pray or play for your team, that's red or blue. Make sure you got bleach to get rid of that residue. No chill, dealing with rule breakers and vandals. Blowers in the bando, fit us with the flannel. Johnny and them, a bunch of half-knots Out to reinforce the blacktop, watch the backdrop I represent for that Nickerson aspect You ain't down to toss the dice for yourself, you side bet We live threats, gotta flip, take it all Fuck them all, got a ball, we stuck in that mindset In the belly of the beast, see some shit you can dissect Food for thought, this reality, shit you can digest They feel some type of way, oh yeah, we see the curve Ray bands on in the summer and then we swerve Nothing is by the book though. I ain't prejudging, just keep your ear to the hook though. Running from the cops, busting off shots, aiming at my enemies. Everybody got a dollar, come across me. I'm a kid first before you kill me. Hey, cause all the guap, all the knots, all the scars that I got, it started off the block. Hey, grass ain't green on this side, and on the other side, my gun still cocked, cause it started off the block.
Bitch with rust and clutch Spun out of the dust And careen into the tumbles of water made it destruct Nanotech bugs and a plug and unplug Fishing for the flash shit hybrid I run among the mud skipper sworn through warnings and good warning paper Little Billy Blunderbuss looking for more recruits City life is practice, cast controversy That's the rule of you and me, crash on mass lunacy Friends used to laugh fast, crash little troop on me Now they check the bags with a staff class and losing Who deserves a rap without warning? The same guy for the mortar with a sports scorch, New York forfeit Run among the poppy fields, order some more clips Store trips are rare, but the fair is forceless Louis bought the city of Lego a shitty metal hole Jitters to the floorboard, burn almost aborted Flight of the accidental tourist morbid The advertising gods so oddly courtship Godly corporate squad plot these torches Holiness is hard and it's costing God fortune Guess he took a second job on a force to afford it I don't want a part of these self-fulfilled prophecies Man, it's too much for my stubbornness I hate the people running now shit Sleeping ground overload Wishing you peaceful sleep The on the surface emerges less frequently Metal bars of ancient roads dissolve from the scenery What the fuck? I'll take a hostage and walk in a mosh pit Christine untouched MP703's unscuffed Trust is a commodity crushed by Pol Pot Cookie cutter laws contain flaws and philosophy Toppling down a flight of extra box steps to life Cause the man that raped my sister won't sleep right tonight Suppose the pretty horses and four could love more But I'm exhausted by the scope of this dark god and opiates Breakfast for dystopian ruthless whole movement Seasonal effects of the butchery's looking good And I'll write as black as a prison camp with three fresh recurs Now you can hypnotize the herd Live fly visions and attack Like Alfred Hitchcock raise a rabbit carrier pigeon True the only form of con I tap This trap strong in a cranium of future reveling But it's whistling the song Oh, you're listening It's like the Bilderbergs came to dinner with filthy birds. They pussy all infected. I'm looking for milky words. They pull my third eye out. Then they let it dry out. Had to pour my belief in Christ to find out what I look like with no skin. The movement faded while the back of my paper is still illuminated. Even your dough. Flipped Egyptian euro. Got my website shut down by the bureau. Can't kick it with the dead until my life stops. But Bush got a Ouija to talk to Adam Weiss Hop. I breed martyrs, turn fans to artists Put a couple cheese together before harvest Like, I'll take all this The hell I'm doing, dipping this whole fucking pound And embalming fluids You think I rhyme to do it If it's influenced by If you can't help but sleep, peel off the eye, man If you want a vision of the future Imagine a boot stamping on a human face It's the year 2010 You can say what you want but I bet if you like this blunt dummy, the feds will come running. Lock you up, lock you out. You ain't trying to listen. Cameras in your food, dude. Look, they trying to listen. Lock you up, lock you out. We got bugs in the house. We're being monitored. They know we got bugs in the house. So like your blunt, babe. They'll hit you with a switch. Hit you with a beam. Hit you in the brain. Make you go totally insane. Riling out. Guns in the spot. Flipping on your dick. They take you out. When the feds push guns on the roof, they take them out. Snuck you out. Cause you know too much. After that, you know your hoes get touched. Look. Then the meeting starts. They download your chick to a memory card. Give her trips and send her to a city job. Power is not a means. It is an end. In our world, there will only be triumph and self-abasement. Everything else we should destroy.